Hey. Hello. Howdy. I'm glad that started with you on camera. So the Oh, that was just Oh my god. Well, hello. Right off the bat, um, Miles is Paul Dano versus Jim Carrey Riddler in a tickle match. <laughs> Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey would be the only one that actually tried to tickle the other guy. I feel like Paul Dano would just... Uh, Paul Dano, I bet, has a playful side. He'd scream and cry. Well, if they're both playing their Riddler characters, absolutely. Yes. If yeah. it's just them as people, I bet he'd Ooh, have a good time. That's fair. Yeah, it depends if we're talking in... Well, because it does say the Riddler. Okay, so in character, so in character. Absolutely, Jim Carrey would just chase Paul Dano down until he cornered 100%. him. And Paul Dano would like have a panic attack in the corner. Exactly. 100% agree with that. <laughs> um, They'd have a conversation and Jim Carrey would be like, Wow, you're depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's going to be what turns him into Dr. Robotnik, is just dealing with... Depressing Riddler? <laughs> how come that's not a how it should have ended video yet? Oh, it needs to <laughs> be. Not the two Riddlers meeting. Uh, welcome, everyone, uh, after that fun little intro of ours. We don't ever get distracted on this. No. Welcome to the Something Something Podcast. Where two men do... You've heard it. We're white They dudes. might not have heard it. We're white dudes. We're here to talk about white dude shit. Yep. Get used to it. Fuck. <laughs> This particular white dude shit is the Batman. The today. most white dude shit. <laughs> uh, if you if you liked us, uh, you know, give this. If you're watching this after the fact, give the video a like. Uh, give us a subscribe. That notification bell. Beat the fuck out of nothing. that. Beat the if you don't fuck like out of that us, bell. then do it and also get a friend to do it. You know what? Why don't you go ahead and dislike it? We won't fucking know. Yeah, but like, get if you don't like us, get five friends to subscribe as like a fuck you to us. Yeah, get people. Get your enemies to subscribe. Yeah. Exactly. Get people you hate and be like, you guys need to listen to this because fuck them. And then you can snicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also did make it so that you have to be subscribed to post in chat. Okay. Well, which costs people nothing uh, to do. Literally nothing. Yeah, but it'll also cut down like those random spam things we've had in the past. Imagine me <laughs> being like, how come I can't post in chat? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that happens. And you were just, oh. oh. Actually, I did double check like my private YouTube thing. Today to make sure that you were subscribed to our own channel. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know how I did it. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Ooh. All right, now, just like this movie was long as fuck. Uh, this episode, we have so much news because we're behind. Like, we missed one week, and like, I swear, all the fucking news in the world came out. Dude, like, I think the our news segment is gonna be just as long as our review. If I'm being oh, honest, for this for this one, yeah. And I'm okay um, with it because I don't have a lot to say about Batman. I don't. Oh my god. Alright, so let's see. Right off the bat. Oh wait, nerd news. News for nerds. Mm. The nerdiest of nerds for the news. Um Deadpool three. Confirmed? Uh well I, it's been confirmed for a while. Oh. The the lead director that. that's in negotiations to take over. Is the guy who directed Free Guy and the newest Ron Reynolds movie, The Adam Project. It looks pretty good. Damn. So. Yeah, I'm down. I liked Free Guy. Um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Free Guy, I think, shit. is still our highest rated movie we've ever done. I think so, too, yeah. actually. 
Um, fucking Ryan Reynolds shared this via a tweet that was, uh, the third film in my Sean Levy trilogy will be a tad more stabby. And it's a picture of his character from each of the movies, including Deadpool at the end. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Obi-Wan news. Uh, the first one that I want to bring up is that apparently the original scripts were too bleak. And so they needed to be reworked to be less dark. What? Which... Is Why not? stupid. Why can't we have a dark like Obi Wan story? That'd be tight. Well, and especially like with when this takes place. Yeah, like the, some of the most horrible shit ha- ever has happened to Obi Wan. Yeah, this is this is essentially like a castaway plus evil people are trying to just murder him. Like his yeah. entire existence between episode it, three and imagine four. Imagine if Castaway and Lord of the Flies. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> like his entire existence between episode three and four is basically don't get murdered. While the son of space Hitler is also needing to be kept alive. Like, that's that's his whole... He's kind of like... Well, Anakin's kind of like evil space Jesus, right? Yeah. Because... Because he, he was space Jesus. Child of and now force. he's evil. He's evil space Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically... It, this is Star Wars is just an alternate story of like, what if Jesus didn't die for our sins and took over the world instead? What if Jesus just force choked us all first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Harder, daddy. <laughs> Fuck, I've been so bad today, Space Jesus. I mean, Kenny chokes himself out in a Batman suit to get the most ultimate orgasm in that one episode of South Park. So. Yeah, I've never done that. No, not at all. Never. Never, especially not while watching the Batman. Never once. Although, if there's <laughs> ever a movie to, like, S&M yourself to, it's this Batman oh, movie. Oh, this is easily, yeah, 100%. Dude, the fucking something in the way at the beginning and the end. I was like, damn. Um, we're you guys want to do heroin? Let's do some heroin. <laughs> we're going to put Obi-Wan talk on hold because I've got like a bunch of stuff around that. And we'll talk about the trailer a little bit. But because that was also news. Obi-Wan trailer finally popped. Ooh. Uh, first thing, uh, Todd McFarlane has confirmed that the Spawn movie is still happening. Dude. That's it. We have no updates on this at all other than... Guys, we are still working on this in some way. Okay. Um, the only thing I ever had me excited about a Spawn reboot movie is that uh, Jamie Foxx was always in talk to be Spawn. That's cool. And pre-Django, I would have been like, that's a terrible idea. But after seeing Django Unchained, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Um, him as Spawn would be amazing. Michael J. White? The, the original Spawn? Yeah, bring him back. I fucking loved him as Spawn. I agree. But if they're going for a full reboot, I understand not bringing him back. Well, sure. I just think, like, we need more movies with Michael J. White in them, so. That's fair. Woo! Jasmine's in here now. Oh, oh, shit! What's up, girl? Hey, remember when we were watching the Batman and that girl ate shit in the row in front of us? That was hilarious. It was. <laughs> I assume. It was very funny. <laughs> Whole theater full of drunk people. Too. Oh, it's <laughs> you eat shit. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, up next, Halo Infinite, the co-op campaign, and Forge have been delayed again. Now expected to release late season two. I just realized that I've had Halo Infinite deleted off of my Xbox for like a month. I think like the last time we all played together is like the last time I think any of us played the game. I haven't played Halo since then. Yeah. Like, I still stand by that, like, the campaign was great to beat, but I think it would have been beneficial if they delayed it. 
like I understand like needing to release around anniversaries and shit, but I like everything about it just feels like the beginning of a potentially great game. And I think the problem is that if this was the if this game came out immediately, like if this was Halo Four, I think there'd be a lot more faith and like yeah, let's keep let's keep up keep on top of this. But Bungie, not Bungie, sorry, three four three has this kind is of their burned that fourth main Halo game. Yeah, and so I think that's the issue. Is it's like it's almost like this game you're almost still holding your breath for, like you're just waiting to see does it get good or does it go into a dumpster, and we're not. And that's the problem is we have to kind of wait till the next content update to really know. And that's not season passes. That's like the whole point of this game is that they're going to be constantly adding to the story. Great. I feel like I've only played chapter one of whatever that story is. And it's going to be chapter two that really decides. Do I give a do shit? I, yeah. Do I jump in? Do I give the multiplayer everything? Like, do I treat this like Halo 2 or do I treat this like Halo 5? And I feel like that's the biggest issue with Halo. And I think that's why no one's talking about it a lot. Other than when something gets delayed. It's just... Nothing about it felt like it should have been released when it was. And I think if Cyberpunk taught us anything, it's maybe wait till it's baked a little bit more in the oven before you fuck pull that trigger. Fuck me, man. I was so excited for Cyberpunk, too. Oh, it same. still hurts. Mm-hmm. Still Not hurts. as much as uh, Anthem. Uh, I mean, hurt. Anthem was me fun more. to play. It was. That's why I think that's why it hurts more. Anthem was a sleeper for me. Ooh, Jasmine says, "Can we talk about how I, why there's a Halo Fiesta mode that doesn't have piñatas?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can kind of get a piñata if you get the uh, the headshot skull that makes it so when you shoot yeah, people, birthday, they, their head blows up in a confetti. All, it's a birthday party, and Thank it's you. been a mainstay. Yes. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wanted to say that my I feel like if I call it birthday party that's gonna be wrong and I'm gonna get called out for fucking that up so watch I'll me just be, describe watch it. Me be wrong, dude. <laughs> Somebody's like it's not called birthday party you yeah, fucking it's called idiot. the Cinco de Mayo skull you <laughs> what asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I don't remember I didn't write down who's working on this but there uh, there is a Gears of War movie that's being worked on and we should be expecting updates soon so presumably sometime this year we'll have like a concrete update on that epic's got money to wipe their ass with right now so Mm -hmm. let's hope they use that money and make it actual decent budget for the film right um yeah there's there's a lot of updates we are going to be reviewing the halo series when that comes out does it? It's a Paramount series. It comes Who out Who voices soon. Marcus soon. Phoenix? I want to say it's John DiMaggio. But... I think it is. I know he does something in Gears of War. I feel like it might be Marcus. I feel like he voices Marcus Phoenix. I'm so happy he's back as Bender. That's all that matters <sighs> in this world. Thank you. Thank you, John. Honestly. Um, also, thank you, Ryan Reynolds, for once again not sponsoring our podcast. Right? God. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Just give us a Mint Mobile one, Ryan. We'll make a free commercial. Here's a we're definitely milking this. I Am Legend is getting a Oh sequel my god, I saw that. Produced by and starring both Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. I was going to say, like, why is it going to be like that? Was it What was that stupid movie he did with his son where they're like, it's like After, after Earth? Human, after Earth. Uh-huh. I was like, is it going to be like After Earth 2 slash I Am Legend 2? Right. Also, Will, Will Smith dies at the end of that movie. I know. Right? Well, isn't there like an, I feel like there was, there was like an alternate cut. Where he doesn't die, like like it was like the director's like alternate yeah, the ending. alternate ending he doesn't, but um, in like the main one he just yeah. kind of fucking martyred. Exactly. Dude. So like presumably the only way this works is they're kind of doing like it's almost like what Star Wars Force Unleashed did, where like in the first game the canon good ending you die, and then the non-canon bad, bad ending. ending you become like 
a, a full-on Sith, and the second one kind of continues more off the second ending than the first ending. I feel like it's almost like that. Where they're like, all right, the sequel is based on the alternate world for a deleted scene that 80% of you didn't watch. I would also like to see Starkiller come into like this this new Star Wars universe. That'd be kind of cool. I kind of want to, but also I'm still salty at the fact that... Um, the Disney tri- like Disney went, hey, we're going to make those games non-canon completely, and then we're going to use his name for the Starkiller base, because double fuck that game. That was, I played the first <laughs> Force Unleashed on the Wii. <laughs> and I was frantically standing in my living room going like this in Starkiller. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I still loved both of those games. Like The second one, the biggest problem is it was way too short of a story. I don't even think I ever played the second one. It was very, like, it improved on the mechanics. Like, all the game, like, everything about, like, the Force powers, the lightsaber fighting, which was amazing in the first one, all of that got better. Like, the mechanics were just, went from a 10 up to a 12. But then it was, like, half the length of the first one. Oh, by the way, this is an episodic video game. <laughs> <laughs> like, because like, you know how, like, the first one, like, the, there is, like, a whole point, like, there's a reason to play it twice. So you could do both. So you can get both endings yeah. and all that shit kind of a thing. I feel like the second one, they were almost like, well, because we expect you to play this twice, then we'll just make it so that each playthrough is half the size of a real game, and playing it through twice is like playing a real game once. You have to play through it twice. Kind of, Yeah, I feel like that's almost what they did when it came to length, which is just, I hate when studios pull shit like that. It's just lazy. That's doing, just lazy uh, writing. How you doing with Forbidden West? You finish it? Not yet. Taking your time? Um, having no time, but also taking my time. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're getting a Predator prequel. I heard about that. Um, called Prey. 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 And it's going to be like Predator versus like Comanches in the nineteen seven, like yeah. the seventeen nineteen Great yeah, Plains. I heard of, I, I which mean... I actually love that. Like, you know what movie I thought was great fun? Not a great written movie, but just great fun. Two. No, well, no. Because I actually watched the first... I only have ever seen that once when it was, like, on TV. It was, like, on Fox. Yeah, dude, me too. And they kept... like And, like, it was almost like they were trying to, like, make the commercial breaks twice as long. Because, like, every time I go to commercial, then you'd have, like, that team of, like, three people that were dissecting, like, the last ten minutes of the movie that you just saw and talking about it for an- another five minutes. So... Like, by the time it got back, I forgot half of what was happening and was no like, not invested in any of it at all. Because it wasn't even just a normal commercial break. It was, like, twice as long. Um, but, no, uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. Dude, honestly, good movie. Yeah. Like, because I've always loved the idea of, like, what if aliens showed up when there is zero modern technology to fight them off? Like, like all the other shit, it's always like, oh, well, like, we're just barely not strong enough because, like, we have nukes, but they have lasers kind of a thing. They got but I'm laser like, nukes. <laughs> but like, what if we had sticks and they had lasers? Like, what if we had nothing remotely tangible to fighting this off? And so, this might be the first Alien or Predator movie that I've been excited for, like, conceptually in a long time. Because it's the kind of thing that doesn't get done enough. And I think part of that is just, to do this well, you have to be crafty. Like... With Cowboys versus Aliens, you have a dude who got away from being probed, but he got his hands on alien tech, and that gave like one cowboy mm-hmm. who has like all of like the insight of fighting for survival combined with a technological upgrade that allows him to kind of even the playing field yeah. a little bit between people whose guard is constantly down because they're like these are basically insects to us. 
versus a dude who has one of their guns and can use that and can kind of balance that out. I loved that. I thought it was so well done. It was hundred percent just a, a B movie. It was a John Favreau movie. I think so. I just about called him Jeff Favreau again. And it had Harrison Ford, and it was yeah. starring Daniel Craig, yeah. and it had fucking Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Wild. uh, thirteen from House. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great. Like I loved it. Like just dumb fun in a in a way that was good and like clever as a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm weirdly excited about Prey. Do you? This is a weird topic. Did you ever watch the Fox Terminator television show? No. Where it's like Sarah Connor and younger, like teenage John Connor. Is that the one with Daenerys? Yes. Yeah, where she's which makes she's two Sarah Game Connor? of Thrones ladies now who have played Sarah Connor. Who's the other? Uh, Cersei. Yeah, I don't. The queen of like Jeffrey's mom. The main Lannister queen. Yeah, we don't need to worry about it. We'll talk about it later. Do you not know who that is? Nope. Still? Never watched Game of Thrones. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Come at me. I never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, I guess that's who I was thinking you were talking of the first time you said Oh, no. Daenerys is the... She's the dragon queen lady, like, who's naked all the time and super hot. Amelia Clark? The... Yes. Blonde chick? Yeah. Um, When the fuck does she play Sarah Connor? In the TV... In in a movie or TV series. She might be in... I know. Let's see. Ah, fuck it. This is such a weird... She's in Terminator Genesis. The fuck is that? That was a movie when did with that Arnold come Schwarzenegger. Out? That came out is it the third one? No, that's like the that's after the Christian Bale one. That's after Salvation. Uh huh. There was another one after Salvation. There was like two. Oh my god! This is this oh, is my god, favorite nerd remember. news. Is that in 2015 we got Terminator Five? I don't remember those. Probably for good reason. Uh, we're gonna. This is I'm so excited to like and I, yeah I, this is someone who doesn't even like watch a lot of the Terminator movies yeah you had because you had Salvation after that in 2015 Terminator Genesis and then in 2019 Terminator Dark Fate 2019 yeah and Dark Fate bought back the original Sarah Connor actress dude what the fuck <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is in both of like the last two of them as well what uh huh Arnie. Yeah, he was back for Genesis and Dark Fate. Bro, I had no idea. Uh-huh. I had not, not a clue about that shit. Yeah, that's hilarious. Wow. Okay. Uh, su- sweet. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, there's there's our fun little They little made update. more of those. Yep. Um, Amazon. This, this is something, like, Amazon in talks to do anything. I'm like, it, I'm still coin toss on. As long as the boys stays good, I will be coin toss on have Amazon you adapting the boys stuff. Diabolical yet? Any of those? I haven't. I'm kind of scared too. That's exactly why I'm kind of scared too. Is that right there? Um, but they're in talks to do a God of War series. Whoa! And that's I'm I'm very very like could go either way on this. I'm. Yeah, I I could be quite excited about that. Like, bare minimum, I have to know who they... I need to know two things before I could even begin to have a feeling on this. Who they cast as Kratos. Also, what era of Kratos. And what era of Kratos. And, like, how those sync up. Are we doing, like, the Ghost of Sparta Kratos? Right? Or are we doing Viking Kratos? 
and who's playing this role either way. Because like, cause here's the thing. You could get any actor because as long as you color him correctly with white body paint and red body paint, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like racially like who it's you cast in the role. Like it's one of those white, things. It's like an ash color. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. That's I mean, but yeah, that's grayish whitish. Mm-hmm. So like racially, it doesn't matter like character wise because he looks a very distinct oh, yeah, non gonna, so non denominational way throughout the entire have, fucking series. Big beard Kratos, uh-huh. or we can have like short goatee. goatee Kratos. Well, I know forever ago there was always like a fan cast, and he talked about wanting it of uh, Jason Momoa as Kratos. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I'd be hundred percent down guy's for that. Built like a brick shit house, dude. He, oh, he's got the look. Hell Thousand yes, percent he does. would be down for that. Oh. And honestly, it he's at the right age that they could do both eras. And I think he could do both, like young and old Kratos. Boy. That was the deepest my voice could go. All I, all I demand is that if they do Greek era Kratos, anytime there's a sex scene, a bunch of red orbs pop up all over the screen <laughs> afterward. <laughs> That's dude, it. That's the I, one, dude, the I, one re- I remember being a kid and playing... Those mini games in my room. You're looking around like no one walk in. No one walk in. I have to fuck this. I'm just trying to get I'm help. Just, I'm just trying to get help, bro. Ex- I just need to level up. This is the experience I need. I'm sorry. As you basically mimic masturbating. I'm on the controller. ghost of goddamn Sparta. <laughs> and you shoot little ghosts of Sparta all over her face. Oof. <laughs> um, Thanks for painting a picture. You're welcome. Here's some sad Marvel news. Oh. Uh, William Hurt. The actor who played Thunderbolt Ross in The Hulk and oh, yeah. Black Widow, he's dead. Oh. He just passed away uh, within the last oh. couple of days. Well, RIP, dude. Yep. Uh, as of right now, it's it's been ruled just passed away of natural causes. Just yeah, old age in the 70s. Shit happens. Yep. Which, it doesn't... That doesn't hugely surprise me, because in Black Widow, he did look very frail. Compared to his previous MCU, like experiences oh, like he did the incredible hulk too yeah like he did that way back in the day but like exactly so compared to like incredible hulk and even like civil war think he, about how he much did look... time has passed since the Incred- that was 2007 2006 yeah. the incredible hulk i think the one sad part nerdiness the sad part about this is we don't get to see him become the red hulk that's the, oh. that's the selfish nerdy side of it 100 percent. yeah but uh so yeah that uh on a more positive note oh, yeah, uh, the two showrunners who ruined game of thrones are not going to be involved with the spinoff series in any way shape or form they're not <laughs> being allowed to touch game of thrones going forward <laughs> what's up bloodhound yo need you get in here hey bloodhound i missed you um so yeah so that's a that's a non-issue there nice uh so uh, lego star wars video games yeah they announced a while ago they're doing like the skywalker saga it's gonna yeah. be all nine in one compilation they're doing, this is what I said Pokemon should have done forever ago, but what they're doing is going forward, that'll be like the final iteration, and then they're adding things like Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian as DLC add-ons to the Skywalker Saga game that's going to be all nine in one. Oh, that's tight. I'm like, that's, that's honestly, like, that's one of the smartest ways. I'm surprised more franchises don't do shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, but I'll play like, like for have, DLC. Costs. Yeah, like have a final connected release and then just release like future games as like DLC for the main game, basically. Like you could do it in smaller groups. Like, it's a way of doing what they already do with sequels 
in a kind of more cost-effective, less likely to piss off your fan base manner. It's what I think Pokemon should forever go. Like, imagine if in a Pokemon game they release like a brand new, fully upgraded like red and blue, and then going forward they just added like silver and gold as like an add-on, and they just kept kind of expanding the world until you have all of the regions, and it's all this one singular Nintendo Switch Pokemon game. Hey, dude, stop it! The metaverse is gonna hear. That's true. Um. So yeah, so that's some some fun. I always love the Lego Star Wars games. Dude, okay, I saw a there's like a nostalgia post I saw on Twitter or something that was like this is the peak Star Wars content ever is when they were redoing um, the original trilogy. Um, they didn't have voice actors in those earlier games for the for and specifically so when, the Lego games. Yeah, so well, and when still he's like, "I'm your father." <laughs> He holds up a picture of him and Padme and points at it. And then points to himself. And then points to him. And then points back. And then points and then, at Luke. And then points at Luke. And then Luke goes, Ah! And falls. <laughs> and it was... And I agree, dude. That was like peak culture. Dude. That it was. was. That's I what it was going to be a Star genius. Wars fan. The other thing that was genius, too. I think Lego Lord of the Rings is the first time they had voice sound. I never played those. I have them, but they're actually pretty fun. I mean, they're all, they're all like, honestly, all, all the Lego, Lego movie adaptations are, are amazing. But all they did was they just pulled the, they basically, they got permission to use the movie audio. So all they did was just add the audio from the films. That's it's, so, that's, it's, that's actually kind of tight. Right? I'm like, it's kind of sad, but wonderful, but also pathetic that, like, the best movie adapted video games are the Lego ones. Hands down. Like, the ones that are like, we're going to adapt the film story and we're a studio we got money to make this are universally horrible i would honestly say like video game adaptations of movies are on average worse than movie adaptations of video games one huge exception wolverine origins yes 100 percent agree with that that was an amazing game on any platform such a fun game um, also the rage brutal as a Fuck. The fact that you getting angrier was a way to literally take all of your abilities and just make them bloodier and upgraded into like dude, you would like tackle spree. people and just stab the shit out of them on the ground. Such do a the good spin attack. Oh. And they did a good job of like filling in like movie plot holes and be like, hey, this didn't make sense, so we'll add a whole like Mission, chapter yeah. that explains why this happened in the movie. This is this is oh. actually great. Um. But yeah, outside of that, the Lego the Lego adaptation games are all fun. like Pirates of the Caribbean. Those were great. Never played them. Um, Indiana Jones played those. So yeah, Harry Potter have those ones as I well. Played those. Either. I got those. They did a re release for like Xbox One, PS Four, and they've been doing that with a lot of them. Like just kind of like cleaning them up and re releasing them for the newer ones. Cool. Um, Let's get it. So this is related to the Batman. Penguin is getting his own series on HBO Max. <laughs> Penguin was by far my favorite character in the movie. Yep, I agree with that. Um, Which is why he has a TV show. I would love an interview that sits down and asks exactly how Colin Farrell got the role as the Penguin. No like, shit. Because I want to know, like, was that just did you watch Matt his, Reeves? Did you watch his Hot Ones interview? Uh-uh. It's really good. I want to. It's a really good interview. I just want, like, like, was it one of those things where, like, Matt Reeves was like, Whatever we have to do to change him, we will. But he, like, I just, Colin Farrell is the only actor that comes to mind when writing The Penguin. 
Or was it just like they had a bunch of actors come in and read for the part and Colin Farrell was the best reader, but they went, you look nothing like this role, so we're going to have to change you? Like, Maybe they, they might have already had plans to do, like, of what the, they wanted their Penguin to look like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, do they have, like, a we're going to do makeup no matter who we get unless we find someone who got hit by a truck on his way in? And so Someone's we'll got just... got their nose cut in the shape of right? a beak already? Yeah. Like, it's, it's something I'm insanely curious about. Um, it's also phenomenal makeup work. We're going to get to that like later on, but like, um, connected to this, um, we knew way like years ago when they announced this Batman movie, we're going to be getting a, uh, Bloodhound still hasn't seen the new movie. You're, you better not be here soon then. Cause once we get through like the next eight pieces of, news, yeah, he says soon, but you still got like fucking 40 minutes. <laughs> right. I know. Um, so we knew there was going to be a Gotham spinoff series like specifically from this like this commissioner gordon getting his own yeah like gotham pd right yeah like gotham pd um, dude if that no idea, if like the gotham pd title sequence doesn't start with bad boys bad boys well it's what not gonna, gonna be that do? anymore that has actually evolved or devolved depending on your perspective into an arkham asylum horror series Ooh. right could Ooh. go either way okay so that's depends on like who is involved in the horror series, like what characters they're pulling from yep. Batman lore for that. Yeah, exactly. And like so... Calendar Man is the one behind it all. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be Victor's ass. Could be I'd, down I'd for be, that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Could <laughs> be this down Gotham for universe. Every I'd time be... he kills somebody, dude, he just takes the same knife and just digs it into his chest and carves a mark. Oh. That would be kind of scary, bro. I'd, I'd be down for that. That's why I'm like thinking horror wise. I'm like, ooh, actually. Um, let's see. All right, so we got the Obi Wan teaser trailer. Spoilers for the Obi Wan teaser trailer, dude. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, it's a minute it's on, and a half. It's long. on YouTube. Go watch it and come back. It's literally a minute and a half. Um, so. From one of the biggest standouts for me as someone who watched Rebels is the Grand Inquisitor. And yeah, it's yeah. honestly the biggest thing for most people. You look online, the number one complaint about this that everyone seems to agree on, outside of the yes men who go, how dare anyone complain about anything ever because we need to just be happy they're making stuff that has the name of something we like on it. Which I think that's honestly... That's a double-edged sword, bro. I think that's honestly more dangerous than like yeah. gatekeeping and criticizing. Well, you can make something for... like You make something Kenobi, people are going to be like, oh, hell yeah. You make it bad, though, then like your I, actual honestly, fans are going to shit all over it. I think this series could potentially fracture the fan base worse than any of the sequel trilogy movies did. Worse than eight? Uh-huh. Well, because, you are playing with a big hitter. Because it's Obi-Wan. Yeah, like, you're playing with a big If you look at almost hitter. any poll of, like, most beloved characters, he's always in the top two. Like, he is either number one or number two consistently on almost any survey of any group of people anywhere. This has been one of the most sought-after pieces of content by the Star Wars fan base. I legitimately, firmly believe, like, this is one of those things where it's like, if every bit of this is not done right, this might be, like... This might put this could potentially worst case scenario be like the final nail in the coffin of Disney Star Wars if they fuck it up to that level. It could also be the thing that like completely reignites faith in Disney Star Wars if you do it right. Like I think it's got out of anything that they've done, I think this series alone has that level of power. Um 
out of anything they've done since the sequel trilogy. Like, the sequel trilogy dealt a heavy blow to, like, Disney's trust in the fan base. And then they made fucking Solo. <sighs> I still like that movie more than you did. I fucking hate that movie. Um, but it's not at all without its problems. Like, Rogue One is still the best thing that Disney has put out as far as movies. I would, not movies. I'm going to say it's the best thing that they put out. I would even rank that higher than The Mandalorian. I really enjoyed Rogue One. Um... But, like, I mean, look at their, the overall reaction to Book of Boba Fett is essentially, why? Like, I think that's kind of the, why the call, overall why reaction. Why call it Boba Fett when he's only in, like, half of the fucking series? Right. Bro? And all of his parts suck. And why tease it as, like, why literally have the teaser be he murders someone to then go, oh, but he's not going to kill anyone else that gets in his I'm going to ruin respect. He's going to kill Jabba the Hutt's successor, who did nothing to him, but Before not two. anyone who actively has been trying to stab him in the back. Um, but that's a separate review disguised under the name The Matrix. Because um, The but, Matrix was bad, guys. But yeah, I think, and that's why, like, I, I legitimately. Yeah, Jasmine popped up as a full on official subscriber. Yeah. Um, and that's, but that is like, it's why I definitely believe. Um, I'm going to fix the numbers, they're not matching up. Um, I, I think this show, more than anything else I've done in a while, has that potential because it is such a beloved character. I mean, look at the reaction to Luke in The Last Jedi. I think the reaction to this could be infinitely stronger. Because Luke was, Luke was a, a side character. Look at the reaction movie. of real Luke in The Last Jedi and CGI Luke at the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Exactly. <laughs> Two um, staunchly different. Even Luke, to an extent, in, in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, you know why he looked even better in Book of Boba Fett? Because they hired a dude off of YouTube. Oh yeah, the there's the dude guy. that yeah that who, yeah, who cleaned yeah, it up yeah. via deepfake and uh, and so yeah, so I don't know, but like one of the biggest complaints about this series has been the Grand Inquisitor. So he pops up in this. For those of you who don't know what the Inquisitors are, the Grand Inquisitor, they are mostly former Jedi. They're that like Vader, they're like Darth Vader's little legion. Yeah. His little Legion of Doom, whose whole job it is, is to hunt down and kill Jedi left. It's basically people who are there to help Vader. Have you played Jedi Fallen Order? Kill them. Yeah. You'll probably see someone there. Star Wars Rebels? That's where that's where we're introduced to them. Mm -hmm. uh, the Grand Inquisitor, he was a former Temple Guard. Um, and he's the head of the Inquisitors, obviously, by the name Grand Inquisitor. Now, some things on him. One, he looks horrible. Like... He looks bad, and you can't use... A lot of people counter this with, well, he was he was animated, and you can't expect all animation to translate to live action. Which, I, I, I would agree with that for, like, Ahsoka, when she first debuted, and people were a little bit like... Ah. But, like, she looks good, But she though. does look good. Like, it's, it's jarring, but once you get past seeing her in live action, mm -hmm. she does genuinely look good. This guy looks like Netflix made him. And, like... <laughs> Mid-tier Netflix. It's like the him. first iteration of Sonic. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we bullied the shit out of them to change Sonic. And, and now look at this. Look at the amazing. sequel, bro. And this, this sequel's going to be lit. This is one of the problems, though, with like trying to do... Like, with trying too much to do practical effects. I think practical and CGI both have their place. I think to shit on one over the other without a good reason is stupid. Like, for example, there's a lot of CGI out there that no one has any idea is CGI. There's also a lot of practical that no one has an idea is practical. For example, do you know which Star Wars movie has the most use of mini figurines more Episode... than any other movie? 
seven. Nope. Eight? No, it's not the sequel trilogy. Uh, two. Episode one. Shit. But that was pre- my next like, guess. The biggest shit on the prequels is way too much CGI, which is true. But people also don't realize it. Like episode one, like the entire pod racing scene, they the- built a stadium and filled it with little people to film like the pod racers. Those are all practically built. And so there's a lot of that balance of both, and you know, and so I think both have their place. Fuck Tony Stark's like face is CGI'd in the end of Iron Man three. Yeah. Be- well, just because like he had like he was like injured or there was a conflict with a reshoot kind of a thing, and so like him at the end when he like throws the thing off, that's just like his face CGI'd onto a person like a stunt double. But you can't tell. I had no, I had job. no idea about that. Actually, uh-huh. like look at fucking Paul Walker in his finale. How you know how many of those were his brothers that were digitally enhanced? Quite a lot of them. Oh fuck! Hey, so so end of Batman. You know what I'm talking about? The vroom vroom scene mm-hmm. where they're <laughs> me and Austin looked at each other. We're like, when I see you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was a fucked up joke. Right. Was, Paul Walker was, was a personal hero of my like, the Fast um, and Furious movies were my childhood. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the Grand Inquisitor looks terrible, and that's that's gonna be a jarring thing for a lot of people. And then, but and on top of that, people are like, well, why does it matter? It's just the look of the character. I'm like. The fact that everyone's complaining this much is why it matters. Because it takes you out. Like, the whole point of movies, fantasy, stories, is to immerse you. Mm-hmm. And so when you have something that's that... That's why you have something that's called the Uncanny Valley that fucks with you when it comes to, like, CGIing people and shit. Is if it's bad enough that it pulls you out of that immersion, whether that's a plot hole, whether that's how someone looks, whether that's whatever that is, that's an issue. And that's an issue that could easily be fixed especially because we saw these people in whether live action that's batman hesitating to jump off a building oh we get to that <laughs> um also it's it's sad that this is at least this is the second time i've known of where disney could have gotten the original actor back and chose not to and just didn't even ask for example jason isaacs said or sorry so this is jason isaac uh he said forever ago he voices the grand inquisitor for those who don't know that's malfoy's father in uh Harry Potter. He's also the main villain in The Patriot. Amazing movie. Um, he Also, he's a really cool dude. I've met him. Hung out with him for a little bit when he was here for Comic-Con. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. Super fucking chill guy. Uh, he said he has gone on record being like, yeah, he would love to play that character anytime they needed that character for any reason. So, And they never asked him. Uh, the other time I can think of is Scar for The Lion King. Because they got back the original Mufasa for the live-action Lion King. They never asked Jeremy Irons if he wanted to come back as Scar, and someone else was like, "Hey, if they ever asked you, like, would you have gone?" Like, I would have, I would have gone back in a heartbeat. They just never asked. Just missed opportunities. Um, another fun update about Obi Wan. Originally, it was not going because we know that Vader's in this, and they got Hayden Christensen yeah, back. Yeah, Hayden Christensen's back, dude. It wasn't supposed to be Vader originally. It was going to be Maul. So this, there was rumors forever ago that Obi-Wan's original script was going to be too much like the Mandalorian of like having a kid sidekick and trying to keep the kid sidekick safe. And essentially that plot point was going to be Maul trying to, as usual, hunt down Obi-Wan. And so the whole, like apparently a lot of the original script was about like keeping Luke safe from while Maul is hunting him down. 
knowing where he is. Because this series takes place before the final lightsaber battle mm-hmm. with Maul and Rebels. So that got removed to put Vader in. That Which, to me, they really need to not fuck up Vader. That's probably my biggest fear with the series, is a rematch between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Because it needs to be earned. It cannot just be spectacle for spectacle's sake. And that's going to be what divides the fan base, I think, honestly, with this series, is that fight in particular. Because there's a lot of, like, implication in the original trilogy that basically they haven't seen each other since Mustafar. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously going to have them see each other at least once in between Mustafar and when they fight on the Death Star. Yeah, when they fight and can die on the Death Star, yeah. And so it has to be earned. Because that's the problem, is like the, the one of the biggest issues I think that spans the entire sequel trilogy is there's a lot of nostalgia that's not earned. Because there's nothing wrong with nostalgia. Like, perfect example is, we talked about this, is Matrix versus Spider-Man 3. Uh, like, Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home has a lot of nostalgia, but it earns every single inch oh, of that it nostalgia. it works for that nostalgia. And it hardcore, and it does, and it takes those characters and progresses them even further than they were in their original films. The Matrix earns none of it and is just using it to hide the fact that it's a horribly written film. And that's the problem. When you use nostalgia to hide your plot holes, that's when it's bad. When you use it just because it feels right and it adds to the story, that's when it's good. And it's that simple. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's not a universally good or bad thing to do nostalgia shit. But, so yeah. So I kind of wish we got more Maul. Especially because, like... That was one of the probably the best things about the solo movie was the introduction into live action of Maul and his uh, his well not the introduction of Maul but like the reintroduction of Maul into live action and also his whole fucking crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn. Crimson, yeah. So that's something I want. I want more of that. I honestly like that's my biggest issue with not getting a solo sequel is not is that whole cliffhanger in, not getting explored in Boba Fett. And, like, the concept art that they play at the end of all the episodes, there's a ton of Crimson Dawn references there. Which is why it pissed me off when the syndicate that was taking over everything ended was, up just being the yeah, Pikes. Not anything to do with Crimson Dawn. Which, I mean, granted, this still would have been a Crimson Dawn where Maul is dead. He dies before A New Hope. Oh, this, oh, I forgot. Yeah, all that shit takes place after six, huh? Mm-hmm. But you could have done like a, you know, Kira has taken over Crimson Dawn and is leading it now that Maul has passed on. She's a bad bitch, too. Yeah. Like, that was, Kira's that's crazy. That's an actual thing I would have been interested to see. I like, guess, can you imagine, like, the, ev- I didn't hate everything about it. Right? Can you imagine the surprise, though, <laughs> if, like, instead of the Pikes, if, like, they're hinting at Crimson Dawn and we're all wondering, like, who's in charge, and then you pull, like, Kira out and it's, like, surprise, she has taken over? That would, and then you you would want to have the gap between. Dude, Solo imagine and if film. she she has like a lightsaber yeah. too. She's trained in like lightsaber she's trained lighting. under Maul and has become the successor to lead. She the like, she like doesn't have the force, but she's just a duelist. Like yeah, fuck, like she that could be, be so she could cool. be like the next General Grievous style character. Oh, Why? dude, she what? should she should cough like him too. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Some another Marvel update. Thor 4 is uh, going through reshort, reshoots. Really? Despite, yep. Now, this... They say, why? No idea what it's for. So, like, this could be anything, right? This could be, like, maybe just they realized, oh, shit, plot hole that we have to fix real quick. Um, that ADR can't fix by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be 
just hey we did some screenings and people really just didn't respond well to this one scene so we're gonna change God, it i really want to be part of that group i do too i that really just wish does, that's like, something screenings. i would love to be legitimately be a part of and be like hey this doesn't make sense. These are things Focus you should group fix. Screenings? Fuck. I wish that Dude, would be a dream job. Please, somebody hit me up. You don't even have to pay me. Not right? at first. Yeah. <laughs> Not at right. first. Not at first. <laughs> but after we've like fixed a couple of Marvel movies at that point, then we need to start. Yeah, just take me to the this. premiere, dude. <laughs> just let me meet let me let me walk in on Sebastian Stan's arm. <laughs> just wearing a t-shirt that's the something something podcast. Yes. <laughs> Let's advertise at the premiere of a movie. That's it. That's all we want. Let's watch our subscriber numbers jump from like six to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. We're at twenty five right now. Oh fuck yeah! Hey, thank thank you everybody. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We're uh. We need a thousand, not a hundred. No, we're not a fourth of the way there. We are a much smaller fraction of the way there. Um, we're a fourth of ten percent. <laughs> but what's scary, and I'm already not excited for Thor four. I'm gonna get that out of the way. I hated, I hated Ragnarok. It's an opinion I've never been shy about. I know I'm in the minority on this. This might be one of my favorite movies. It's most people's fucking favorite Marvel movie, or up there. And I know that. When he's coming Talk about the, the overuse of that song, though. That song plays at least does, three dude. different times in dude, one Dude, you movie. pay for a Led Zeppelin licensing, <laughs> right? You better fucking use it. Are you kidding me? I think me? this is only the second movie ever to get that song permission to use that song. Because the other one being School of Rock. Oh, fucking great movie. When we have downtime, we should do a School of Rock. I'm down. Um, that should, hey, audio commentary. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, like, we could do that on our list of audio commentaries we yeah. talk about doing. Um... And so, yeah, but also, this is another thing that worries me. Like, outside of the fact that I don't think Taika Waititi should be directing Thor films. Okay. Just, I don't like that comedy mixed with Thor. I already hate Mar- what Marvel Comics does to Thor. I don't like the, the fact that MCU has made him a joke. Plus, he's an out of touch immigrant in a new in a new planet. <laughs> no, that doesn't work because guess what? His I thought that his uh, episode of the Mandalorian was one of the better ones of that season. I was talking about Thor being. The... Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh... No, I'm talking about Thor. They're talking about Taika Waititi. Thor literally <laughs> is like an, an immigrant from a different planet. I did, I missed planet. I was like, I know Taika Waititi's an immigrant. That doesn't excuse like. What he did to Thor. <laughs> Jesus. Gas. Okay. Take a step back. Everyone, we're going to step back a little bit. I was bit. very confused. Right, I'm going to say it again. And I love a lot of other shit that he's done. Like, what we do in the shadows is fucking fantastic. Jojo Rabbit? Um, did you watch that? I haven't watched that yet. It's on my It's on my to get to list. <laughs> Although, um, our flag means death. Dude, I've been watching it. Same. I've been watching it. It's pretty fucking it's funny. It's fucking dude. great. <laughs> um, but yeah. But also, this is something I didn't even think of. This movie's supposed to come out July 8th. We still have yet to have a trailer or even a teaser. Oh, yeah. Like, that, they have not announced a delay. As of right now, that movie is supposed to be coming out July 8th. The theory, which I agree with, is that they're waiting for Doctor Strange to release, and then that's going to be the debut of the trailer. They'll do a trailer at the end of the movie. Which I could see, but I'm, it would also surprise me just because it would be a smart move that Marvel doesn't usually make. When does Multiverse of Madness come out? Oh. <sighs> I want to say April sometime. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. We'll fucking review it, though. Oh, 100%. Um, this, is, this was a big surprise, especially after... So, Warner Brothers, I think they played this when Batman was coming out, but they had that trailer of, like, 
2022 is the year of heroes. And then it shows like little clips of like Batman and Black Adam and The Flash. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, yeah. All of those movies have been delayed. Most of them are not even coming out this year anymore. <laughs> so here's the funny thing, 2022 though. 2022 was the year of delays. Right. So Black Adam was delayed all the way back to, to October. So that's coming out the very end of this year. Flash and Aquaman 2 are coming out sometime in 2023. Shazam got moved up to December 2022. So we're getting Black Adam and then Shazam like back to back. Okay. There's a lot of rumors going around about DC right now. Massive amounts. Because, so Discovery is buying merging. Warner Brothers' parent company, merging and all that shit. A lot of rumors. I thought are, it was the other way around that Warner Brothers was buying Discovery. No, no, no. Discovery is taking over. Has more liquid capital than Warner Brothers? Uh huh. Look at what their movies have been like for the last ten years, and does that really surprise you? Like, look at the shit that they've interfered with, basically since from The Hobbit onwards. Jesus. Yeah, like that doesn't surprise me actually. Jesus. And so. So that whole merger is happening, and all the rumors are basically that everyone who has stood against anything Snyder was doing with DC is getting fired. Is Snyder going to become like the new Kevin Feige? Like possibly. The, so here, I could be okay with that. So there's a lot of rumors, and some of this has been confirmed, some of this hasn't. But like one, the Flash is being changed so that Ben Affleck's Batman survives the film instead of dying in it. Because he's. Has Ben Affleck even done a standalone Batman film? No, we were supposed to get one with him and Deathstroke because, oh. yeah, the Joe Mangelino Deathstroke that was oh. in Justice League, and then never to appear again. Oh. It was it was gonna be like a dark, like full on R rated Batman movie, and oh, I dude, brutal Batman versus Deathstroke. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. And I think Ben Affleck was actually set to direct it too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But so as of as of like two weeks ago, Batman's last like Ben Affleck's Batman last appearance was going to be in the Flash, and we knew he was going to die in that movie. Like that was like the definitive end to his character. That has been rewritten. Is that where they were going to merge in Robert Pattinson's two, or is his no, remaining? No, no, he's not in that one at all. Is he's, he going to remain standalone Batman? Yeah. They're not going to merge him into the uh, Kevin. Universe? Or, sorry, Michael Keaton's going to be in it. So Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman's will both be in the Flash movie. We know that for a fact. That's cool. Yeah. I'm actually excited. Like, even though I'm not a huge movie. fan of his Batman, I'm excited just to see this multiversal concept come together in a film. DC's like, fucking Marvel beat us to Well, because the closest we got to something like that is when DC did that on the TV series. And you even actually have Kevin Conroy oh, yeah. in live action show up in that. Um, and they, they pulled it and you have like Lucifer pops in for like five minutes and all of that shit. That was my favorite. My favorite scenes in that whole fucking like five episode arc was when Constantine travels to Earth six 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 with two people, and they're like, "We need to." He's like, "I got someone I have to talk to to get help us. It's gonna suck, but we have to deal with it." And so you get Constantine, who was Matt Ryan, perfectly cast, and Lucifer from the series Lucifer, and he goes because like it spans up, and if you if you watch it, you recognize it's the building that Lux is, and you see that. When it says Earth 666, and it pans down, and he knocks, and then literally it's that Lucifer and Constantine bitching at each other for a couple minutes. It's great. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, that just one clip alone made that whole thing worth it. And and Constantine then, is like in my top five of DC characters. Um, I actually own, if you haven't watched it, I own the uh, 
the one season he got as a character on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Okay. If you want, if you want to watch it, I'm down. Um, yeah. So with all of these being delayed, with the known changes to the Flash script, it's fueling the fire and the rumors that the Snyderverse will be fully restored and that we will be getting his Justice League two and three and other things that he was building toward and planning, which. Whether you like them or not, like the quality, all of that aside, the fact is his versions made them more money. He like, also cares about the characters. And that too. I, I firmly believe his biggest strength is his biggest weakness, which is how much of a comic book nerd he is. Because of that, he cares about these characters. He cares about this world and all of that. But also, it does mean he kind of relies on like the meta of comic knowledge too much. And that does riddle like plot holes into the work. Like I'm not going to pretend that those aren't there. You know, or that can lead him to make decisions that if you don't know every comic that character was in will seem jarring. But like, you could be like, well, there's comic precedent that that's what he's adapting and pulling from. But if you don't know about that, then it's going to seem very jarring if like you've only read this other comic book line and this seems like a very different version of the character. Aren't they making live action injustice? <sighs> well, that's what that's that? what he was building toward. That's literally what we see in Batman vs Superman in like that nightmare scene. Because remember, like when Superman is all angry and evil, like the soldiers there, they've even got like the Superman logo as like their mantra on the side of their uh, uniforms and shit. He was building to injustice, basically. Because what what the second Justice League was going to be? Because the whole part where they're like Lois is the key, Lois is the key. In the second movie, Darkseid shows up and kills Lois. By doing that, Superman succumbs to the anti-life equation and then becomes evil Superman working for Darkseid and creates that kind of alternate like world. And so then they have to get together with Flash, send him back in time to figure out the shit to fix everything and get the world back on track mm. from this like injustice So it's basically, yeah, it was just like an introduction of like Darkseid and then injustice in one giant like three like trilogy of justice league films that's what warner brothers shut down to give us the Charles whedon version of justice league instead <laughs> like and that's the thing i was like i'm not at all gonna pretend like that signer's version is that perfect story it's not it's got issues it's got potholes 100 but it's infinitely better um there was one uh like meme it was i don't remember what like the original quotes from but it's like i've seen I think it might be from Watchmen, but it was like, I've seen the DCEU with Zack Snyder and I've seen it without, and I prefer it with Zack Snyder every time. But that's, that's honestly how I feel like overall, like his untouched, unedited film, like the ultimate edition of Batman vs Superman, his cut of Justice League, they are superior to the Warner Brothers edited version. Plus he had a plan, like we were supposed to have a lot more movies right now if he was left in charge of, like as one of the people in charge of DC. He, like, we had, we were supposed to have already had, like, a Green Lantern movie. Ugh. We were supposed to have already had, like, one or two Flash movies. We, like, we were supposed to have a solo Ben, ben Affleck Batman movie. Like, we have, there's, like, six or seven movies. Some that we knew the titles of and some that we didn't that we were supposed to have had by now. That, because Warner Brothers kept just going, no, fuck what Snyder's doing because someone on Twitter got mad about this movie. That didn't happen. Um, so yeah, so with all of these delays for movies that were like, these are done, these are ready, these are definitely coming out this year. Here's a trailer that's saying all of these are coming out this year for sure. Now, none of those are coming out <laughs> this year. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of rumors about that, but, uh, we'll see. 
that's the end of the nerd news. And now, for your feature presentation. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love that so much. Uh, and now for your feature presentation. The Batman. The Batman. Um, which opens with what I initially rolled my eyes at. Because I thought we were going to see, and I think they did this on purpose. I 100% thought, first off, spoilers. Oz, we, we are a spoiler only review thing. We, Pretty much. We have our non-spoiler reviews. Those will be up on YouTube. We need to do the Uncharted one, by the way. We forgot to do that last time. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> um, we have to record that separately. I'm not editing that out of here, okay? Um, but uh, so for those of you who don't want this to be spoiled, cough, cough, bloodhound, uh, now is the time to leave. If you but we care. appreciate you being here. Yeah, uh, come back though once and 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 listen once uh, once you've suffered through it. Yeah, um, and for those I of mean, you that are sticking it, around or have it. come and found us after the fact, hopefully you've seen it or you don't want to and you just want to hear two white dudes opinions on the Batman. Because here we go. <laughs> That's what um, everybody wants. Exactly. Uh, no, but the opening of it was. I honestly thought we were going to see fucking. The Waynes get murdered again. I 100% was like, I was upset, and I still am upset about how his parents got treated in this film, but for different reasons that we'll touch on way later, hours later. No, please don't. Play I meant in the movie, hours later. Oh, like, I was yeah. Like, oh God, no. Oh, I'm not God. planning a nine-hour video if here. We're here for fucking five hours talking about the Batman. Um, but no, what I mean by that is like. Because there's there's clearly a dude scoping out the place. Oh, yeah. You can hear him fucking heavy breathing the whole time. Uh-huh. Which already makes you wonder how the fuck did he get from that That's roof what... to inside the building in like <laughs> a split second. Yeah. He just teleports in via the moon. Because as we learned moon from... Moon confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, as we learned from the last airbender, the moon is a woman. And obviously he's been wooing her this whole time. And she teleported him into the house. That was that was jarring. I was like, "Wait, how'd you get in? Okay, how'd you you got inside somehow?" Um, but I was I was very I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be some like." Also, nobody locks their fucking skylights when your building has roof access. <laughs> apparently not. Um, but I legitimately thought there's gonna be some like, oh, there's gonna be an organization behind the murder of the Waynes that like it's part of like kind of like what Gotham did, where it's like, oh, it's a bigger reason. <sighs> you know, it's the Court of Owls. It's the Go, Court of whatever. Owls. Um, so that was the initial fear, but we quickly find out it is not young Bruce Wayne. It is young, random child. Young, random child dressed like a ninja. Yep. Who is the son of the mayor. It's the mayor's house. And it's modern day. Like Batman, modern day. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he's mad because his competitor is doing better than expected. And then the Riddler is in his house. Which, the Riddler, the entire, like, first, like, five minutes of this is heavy breathing through binoculars. Uh-huh. But is standing a foot behind this fucking dude, and the guy has no idea he's there. Nope. Is he holding his breath that entire time? Because it's, like, four minutes that he's yeah, just like, standing there behind him. We're, we're about six feet apart. Yeah, social distancing. He is infinitely closer than we are to each other. Yeah, he's, and this he's dude, like on the nape of this fucking dude's neck. If this guy was just staring at the TV the whole time, I would maybe buy it. 
like okay it's just loud enough he doesn't hear the breathing maybe i guess but also not really and he's behind him but like he walks past them like this this dude has to have no peripheral vision at all of any kind to have just not seen at the very least the tv reflecting off of his glasses especially on the way back if he's standing behind you here and you go like this yeah. I can understand, but didn't he? But he grabs turns, a drink and he walks back. He turns around and comes back to the exact same spot. Yup. And s- somehow doesn't see this dude. And this, so this introduction of the Riddler highlights one of two problems I have with this movie, like overarching problems that kind of ended up happening over and over again. And it's that it was just it was dragged out too long. And it, this this is one of the many places where you could just cut the scene down have the same effect and not have a three-hour movie there's so many moments in this movie that are just like that exactly though yes extra just few minutes of even if it's no dialogue at all just characters standing yep it's like why like i i i'm trying to like think from like the filmmaker filmmaker's perspective and granted not a filmmaker Mm-hmm. Um, that you're you're trying to add some sort of tension, right? Obviously, yeah. Tension was achieved when he's looking through the binoculars. Yes, tension's achieved there, because you don't know who it is. You don't know if it's Bruce. You don't know if it's some random fucking guy. You've no idea who this dude yeah, is. Yeah, in fact, it comes into play later when Bruce is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and you get that perspective shot, and you're like, "Oh shit, the Riddler's about to murder someone," and then you realize, "Oh no." It's Batman. And it was also kind of another, like, let's highlight the similarities between Riddler Batman, which I loved. I thought that was a good yeah. good callback, and that was well done. But we didn't need him standing. Which, and also, I think the main reason it was done was just exposition. It was to give you an idea of, you know, who's running for mayor, who's go, who versus who. Like, it was to build that. It was... It was a w- form of world building you in a way, but it, like though, when, while he's on the phone watching it and being like, "She's killing me," he keeps cutting back to the TV showing their debate while they're doing that. Yeah. As soon as he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and he goes, "Boop," clicks the phone, takes a sip of his drink, kill him right there. Yes. But instead, what they did is they had him pace a couple of times and then go, "I can't fucking watch this." Well, anymore. it's because they needed to set up the whole like. The, the million, billion dollar fund that comes in later down the road and how that's not working. Which, but the problem again is they highlight. Called again? I don't. The, start with an R. The orphan fund for orphans of orphans. Orphan know. fund, yeah. The orphan fund. It was the orphan fund. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called, but yeah, the relief. If it was made relief by, fund. It Some, was something made relief by fund. Scooby Doo. Right. The orphan. The orphan fund. But which again. That, like the way that was done, though, if you weren't actively paying attention, you almost missed that anyway. Which they set up the whole fund like nine times throughout the film Fucking later on, all the time. So you didn't have to have that, and, and yeah, it was kind of like what Austin just said. It's padding the runtime, like, and that's that's really what that did. So then he kills him, and we get a very again long, drawn out like, here's what I'm doing to the body, where he just. Practically fucks the dude. Rips the tape. Well, he like sits on his back and takes like the, which I honestly kind of liked because it's like, oh what? I hated it. I was like, whoa, this guy's. I hated hard, like this is this is where and we're gonna get into this. So first, we're gonna set ground rules for anyone who's like watching this live and throwing in commentary. 
One, two years is not an excuse. That will come relevant much many times later on. Like the, oh, he's only two years in as a Batman. That card isn't no, going to fly two, here. No, what you should it's, say is he's, he's two years in. Yeah, he's already two years in as the Batman. On top of whatever lifetime of learning these skills pre-Batman come into play. So Which apparently it wasn't Ray Shalgo, it was Alfred. Yeah. caught him out of fight. Right. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so that's that's one. And two, you either love or hate the fact that this was grounded and realistic. I hate it. I think we got that once with the Dark Knight. I think, for me, this is for me personally. And so I'll admit, this is going to inform some of my own arguments and feelings on this film. Um, but I think that that does inform a lot of people's view of this film is whether you loved or hated that this was a even more realistic take on the character than what Christopher Nolan did, which I that was already which and this is what I think is kind of funny to me. There are two elements to this film that are being praised that were criticized when Ben when uh, Zack Snyder did it and when Christopher Nolan did it. The how grounded and real it is. And how insanely dark... This is easily the darkest of the Gothams and of the Batman. And I think it's hilarious well, visually that like, Zack like Snyder was attacked for making everything, even Batman, too dark. And Christopher Nolan was attacked for making Batman too real. And this movie's being praised for doing both at the same time. And I actually think that's kind of just hilarious for me personally. I think... I personally, I enjoyed that Christopher Nolan went real. As an adaptation, but I think we don't need to do that every time. And no. if you're going to be like doing that as a one-off, awesome. Why not? But like right off the bat, and we kind of talked about this earlier, like off camera, the problem with going real world for Batman is how many villains immediately become impossible to do. Like fuck half the villain setups in this movie are going to be impossible. Like the Joker, he's not full Joker, which means from the description, he's basically got some kind of fucked up skin condition and other like he's got the building blocks there but it's gonna be based on real world shit um so kind of like the movie joker like that guy becoming the joker type of a thing where it's just like oh he's got real world stuff so the vat of toxic waste is out you know or like the green stuff that it's no one the knows joker from gotham right exactly you know it's gonna if they do bane it's gonna be the vein from the dark knight rises it's not gonna be bane from the comics yeah you um which, I mean, like, uh, one of my favorites, you know, that I'd like to see is, like, Poison Ivy. Yeah. But, like, how are you going to, like... Like... How are you going to do that? Everyone's been talking forever about getting, like, an actually good live-action Mr. Freeze. That's going to be tough. I, I would love that. However, if to do that here, he's going to be severely neutered. Like, there's going to be key aspects of his character that won't be there anymore. Because... And what's weird to me, too, is we got probably the most comic-accurate Penguin and Catwoman in this movie while having one of, like, the, the, I would argue, one of the least comic-accurate Batmans and uh, Riddlers. Like, and this is a, this is a problem, this is a, an ironic problem to me that we have with both Jim Carrey's Riddler and Paul Dano's Riddler. They are both two, what I would say, perfectly cast to portray the character, that then were given portrayals that are nothing like the actual character. And I think that's kind of hilarious to me. Like when Paul Dano was cast, you look at a picture of me, oh my god. This it's kind of like Professor Xavier uh Patrick Stewart. Like it was like this you pulled this dude right out of the fucking comics. Mm -hmm. You could not have done a better job. Um And I like Paul Dano as an actor. Yeah. 
And I, I just think for me, do the Riddler. Don't do the Zodiac Killer in a green outfit. Do the Riddler. And that's, I know a lot of people liked it, and that's totally fine. Like, that's, that, uh, at the end of the day, that's subjective. Like, how did you feel about how they changed the character? Oh, I like, and I, I just, think the Riddler was perfect for the world that was built. Maybe perfect's a stretch, but he was good in the world that was built. He was built. good in the world that he was built, but I also think you could have gone with a fairly... There's enough versions of him from the comics, like... like see, this This is, a, ironically, the Gotham of this is probably the most comically... Comic Gotham. Like, this felt like a comic book Gotham. Dude, yeah. This Gotham felt like it was in it. Dude. Which adds, for me, it adds the jarringness of then going real world with some of the characters and not all of them and shit. But, like, I feel like I could easily see the Arkham Asylum game series versions of every one of the Batman characters in this Gotham City and have it work. I kind of wish we got that Riddler. Dude, actually... Yeah. And Paul Dano could have played that Riddler and played it yeah. really fucking well. Um, One thing that was laughable to me, just small side note, Gotham Square Garden is the name of like their big stadium, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, well, we all get that this is like a Chicago slash New York kind of. Right? Oh, especially like the fucking like, the town square city. that's 100% like, this is, this is Times Square in New York. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loose, loose, loose. And they're like, Gotham Square Garden. I was like, all right, you guys, you're reaching way too deep into that fucking cookie jar, guys. Right. It's such a weird thing for me to latch onto, but I watched the movie fucking twice. And I knew exactly when that Gotham Square Garden shit was coming up because I was dreading it. Right. Just, it was like that pulling me out. It's like, dude. Yeah. Do we really need it to be Gotham? It, whatever. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't yeah, fucking it's matter. A, it's a nitpick, but it's just it's a nitpick that pulled you out, there which were, is why it's going to hit you harder than someone else. There were things about the realism of his costume and the realism of him in this kind of city that I enjoyed and things I really didn't. Yeah. One thing I liked um, uh, was like the uh, uh, the utilization of his cape, um, which... We could be on, but for for how they. I kind of want to save this till we get to this point in the in the film. Well, okay, whatever. But because of everything else around it, and also that's going to add to like one of my biggest issues with this Batman, his plot armor is thicker than the armor of his actual suit. Dude, that guy got shot with a shotgun and doesn't even have bruises. (laughs) He got shot with a shotgun. He had a bomb go off in his face, like an inch from his face. In his face. Also. When he does use his cape to glide for the first time, he should have died. Because he hit a bridge with his face dead on. Uh, he jumped off of a building. Underneath the bridge. He didn't hit the front of the bridge. He hit He hit the side of it. No, yeah, as he's gliding down, no, he hits it to fall in the car. parachute does. Parachute catches it. It swings him up underneath. He hits the bottom of the bridge, hits a bus, and then lands. Yeah, the momentum is still going to oh, fight. Oh, fuck it's yeah. Fight. He got like, hit hard. <laughs> okay, think about what we talk about. Like, you throw a coin off the top of a building. <laughs> <laughs> what talk, happens there? You talk about penny momentum, bro. Yeah. Now, granted, he's gliding, so it's. I'm not expecting him to turn to a pile of, like, just sauce. However... That bridge should almost have damaged him more than the bomb when it came to facial damage. But he was 100% okay. He's a fucking vampire, dude. He doesn't get hurt <laughs> like that. Uh, then he should have been more scared of fire. Like, actually, then the bomb should have killed him if he's a vampire. Because <laughs> okay. fire kills okay, the vampires okay, 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 okay. In, this, in, in Twilight. Fair, fair, fair. Um, 
And what sucks is actually in his intro, I was actually surprised at how I thought there was going to be no plot armor. But it's only that one fight. Because when he gets shot with a pistol once, you see him stagger in the opening yeah, fight. it's like a 38. Yeah. Bing! But then he's tanking shotguns and full-on assault rifles like it's nothing. Adrenaline. In the same movie. Adrenaline. No, this is pre-adrenaline. Fight or flight. No, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> natural adrenaline. Um, And so... Yeah, so that's the Riddler's intro, and then we get Batman's intro, which the dialogue and that whole beginning, I think, might be the best lead-up to the reveal of Batman in any live-action movie. That's the thing. This movie has some great shit in it. 100%. Like, I'm going to say that right now. There was some fantastic shit I'll die shit on this movie. hill that, like, the first 15 minutes, all the way up until Batman stumbles out of a corridor... <laughs> Is like perfect cinema in yes. my eyes. Hundred percent agree. Like I am like, oh, I was so when I saw it the first time, I saw it by myself. Same. And I was kind of like, Meh. and then by the time we were getting there, when we and we're there on the train, and it was all like the people mm-hmm. in face paint. I was like, in dude, I was invested. I was. I was literally going like, this movie's pulling me. In. Like, because I went into this movie, I went into this movie with absolutely zero hope. Like no expectation. <laughs> like I had, I had zero, expectations. Which, zero by the way, hope. Yes. Just like the Batman in this movie inspires zero hope, I was in this movie with Vengeance. zero hope. Uh, because, like, to this day, I still, I'm not... Now, for, I want to get this straight right at the beginning. Yep. I this think, isn't the beginning. But yeah. I, I mean, relative to <laughs> the movie. Um, I think that Robert Pattinson played the fuck out of the character he was given to play. Yeah, I... I think I'm... he did this role... Specifically, the Batman in this movie, Justice. I do not think the character written in this movie does the character Batman overall justice. And I want to kind of just separate those two. I still think... I think he was perfectly cast for this film. I do not think he was perfectly cast for Batman. I still do not see Bruce Wayne at all. This movie didn't help, especially since Bruce Wayne was in the movie for, what, five minutes? Dick Grayson. Yeah. Dick Grayson, maybe Jason Todd, hundred percent. If he was Ben Affleck's Nightwing, I would be creaming my pants in excitement. Dude, slow down. I would be the first. I would make sure that whatever the earliest screening of that movie was, I got in to see that. Like I would be that excited. He's not, and this movie highlights he's not Bruce Wayne. He's not built for Bruce Wayne. Like there's a point where he goes to drag a table that's like twice the size of him, and that just highlighted. I'm like, this is this is a child. And not even like Batman. Bruce Wayne is a child. This he's is... only been doing this for two years. Oh yeah, it's only been two years. Oh, that's my bad. He hasn't had time to hit the gym. That's, All right, that's fair. <laughs> he's been he's been figuring out how to create a fucking Despite microscopic camera to fit in a. And the fact lens. that we know he has literally devoted every single conscious second to this character. So much so that it's... Bruce Wayne's like dead. <laughs> yeah, that Bruce Wayne is seen as borderline dead and like financially like days away from going bankrupt. Because he's so fucking invested in just the Batman side of his life. You're right. Totally. Two years. He's a baby. Like, it's all those things that add to it. Like, when they were like, oh yeah, he's been neglecting Bruce Wayne so much that like accountants are freaking out that Wayne Industries might go under. Which should bother him. For the sheer fact that like, how do you expect you to fund being a this shit, yeah. <laughs> Like, this is, why, this is one of my favorite lines from the Justice League. Uh, the, what is your power again? I'm rich. Love that line. And it's true. 100%. Like, Batman can't function without his money. That's, like, on the level that he does. That's just, it's an accepted fact of the character. So to have him be like, I'm so invested in being Batman, but also totally okay with going bankrupt simultaneously, 
doesn't work because you can't have that would be like I'm so that would be like if Clark was like I'm so Jones on being Superman, but also please give me kryptonite jewelry to wear all the time. Like you can't have both. I love the color green. I don't know yeah, what to. T- I just I, I really like green. I need to wear a kryptonite ring and necklace pendant at all times. But I also love to be Superman. I, you know what? I'm gonna go to the theater. And I'm going to walk down a dark alley, too. <laughs> I hope my glowing green jewelry doesn't attract anybody. Yeah, I hope this doesn't become the new pearl necklace that gets shattered in a robbery in an alleyway. <laughs> At least my kid will be Batman. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we get this amazing monologue that kind of leaves you wondering, like, true, like, which... Which villain is going to be the one that Batman stops tonight? Because the whole over the course you have, uh, you have the uh, the plant head store robbery. You have the guy vandalizing the bank, mm-hmm. and then you have some dudes that look like they could possibly be Joker goons that are going to go film themselves beating a dude up. Because you know, which social media guys, it's the killer. Honestly, two of the three criminals felt very much like our modern day. Like, look. Crime, ah. ah, um, and so like that was just like I was just it was it was a mini viral of like I just that feels way too much like our real world like just stupid like oh our TikTok is we beat up people in white face paint because yeah we're cool like that ah, <laughs> um, as he's kind of just talking about and just kind of giving that exposition of like basically yeah Bruce Wayne essentially doesn't exist at this point he's Batman. From the second he wakes up to the second he passes out. And all criminals t- are, fa- are afraid of him. But also not at all. Um, he at least thinks that they're all afraid of him. And uh, that he's been just obsessed with vengeance so much and scaring people. Um, there's a lot of also weird dynamics because like, he's got a bat signal. And that's, that's again, he's only been doing this for two years. But, but everyone signal. knows what the bat signal means. Exactly. Like It's not just that because we see all of the criminals react to the bat signal and suddenly the second they see that they all get terrified of the shadows around them mm-hmm. like where he could you know like he Which could come swinging out was cool as it shit. was that it was, was phenomenal loved that um and then it turns out that basically of the three crimes he shows up to the one that's most dangerous to someone else he ignores the, the vandalizer and the theft of the grocery store and goes after the gang that's gonna beat up a dude and as you put it, he lumbers out of an alleyway. He fucking straight up was like one step away from wobbling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you? Is this drunk, Batman?" Like, I was, I was waiting for him to stumble almost. Like the way he was carrying himself. Like one thing I did like about the suit, they did kind of give something a lot of movies won't necessarily do, which not even the suit, the cinematography and the, the audio is like they did like the sound and everything. There was like a weight. Yeah, where's to the his suit. spurs at though? Never ever saw spurs on him, but I heard an awful lot of them. Oh, def- I think that's supposed to be like the metal of the upper part of the body making clinky noises, mm. I guess. This sounds just like spurs. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Straight up sounds like Boba Fett spurs. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, hey, Boba Fett must have like the same boot guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was waiting for him to come like swinging out of the shadows and just immediately start wrecking this group or just kind of like land, you know, do a superhero landing. But, no, he just apparently was... Superhero landing. Because you don't hear his motorcycle, you don't hear his car, so apparently he was just walking 
for a while until he ran into someone. He's just like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? What the he fuck just is going on over there? He just ran street corners to masturbate it until crime happens. What the fuck's going on over here? Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like The whole point of Batman being up in the sky and like... You know, caping down into shit. Is, is that he could be anywhere. He has, yeah, he has... Ready for this? He doesn't have a bird's eye view. He has a bat's eye view. Oh, don't you mean a Gotham stool pigeon? <laughs> a penguin? <laughs> he has a penguin's eye view. Hey, falcons have wings too. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to this. Uh, but, like, that's that's part of the whole point is, like, between, like, you know, it's either he's in a car because he's moving around rapidly and can get anywhere he needs to, or he's up on the rooftops swinging around and shit. So Up on have... the rooftop, click, click, <laughs> click, click. Down, down through the, the chimney, chimney is vengeance. Your teeth. Vengeance. vengeance. <laughs> um, but nope, he lumbers out of an alleyway. I guess really lucky he was where he needed to be. No shit, right? And he he very... In a way that felt more like the Dark Knight trilogy than uh, Batfleck. He beats up the guys. And by that, I mean, like, so the biggest difference, I would say, between Christian Bale's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman when it comes to combat. Brutality? Um, not only the ability to take on multiple enemies at once. Like, Christian Bale, one of the biggest issues with his fighting style in those movies is that he's really lucky all the goons kind of wait in line for him to beat him up one at a time. And he, he very much, he's very much a, like, kind of hone in on one target and ignore everyone else till he's knocked that dude out. Whereas Ben Affleck's Batman, it felt like an Arkham game, almost, in the way that he's beating the shit out of 30 dudes simultaneously. And he's all over. He'll hit a dude and then immediately kick the next guy and then swing into the next dude. So he's very... Agile? Yeah. Now, this is the one place where I would agree, like, being two years in, I think being closer to the Christian Bale side of the spectrum does make sense. He hasn't been beating guys up in large groups for a long time. Like, if he was farther along, he's got more criminals like the Riddler and the Joker who have squads and squads of goons. I would expect him to be better at fighting multiple people. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, it wasn't jarring for me. Like, that felt logical to an earlier Batman of just like he was a little bit more kind of take them one at a time. I think there was overkill. In the way, like when he fights, when he grabs the first dude, and it ba I'm like, that dude is dead. <laughs> like, very rarely in the, in the live action movies, I think just from the punches, we're like, okay, that dude's dead. But that dude, he he choked to death on his own teeth because he just got hit repeatedly in the face like five times. And honestly, one punch in the nose could kill a man if you punch them the right way. He also does shoot his grappling hook through like a lot of people's legs in this movie. Got <laughs> some serious muscle damage, bro. Yeah, really. There was at one point, like in the final battle, where it took me a second to realize he wasn't doing that to everybody. Oh yeah, when he's just they, pushing like, them, they're off. all hooked up. I thought I was like, is he just fucking hooking all these dudes to the ceiling by their legs? Oh. What the fuck? It's fucked up. <laughs> um, but, like, this, this, he definitely, the way that he was fighting, he felt almost angrier than Ben Affleck's Batman did. And Ben Affleck's Batman had legitimate reasons, because, like, we knew the killing That's joke. Nice. Had, we knew the killing <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, like, the killing joke had already happened. Uh, Under the Red Hood had already happened, like, in that universe. So, like, that made sense. This guy's just been. I mean, I guess I'd be mad if I'd been Batman for two years and still hadn't figured out that, like, 
organized crime has taken over the entire city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was like three, that was one of the biggest issues I had overall. I was like, yeah, you've been doing this for two years, and it took the Riddler to point out that like everyone you work with is corrupt. <laughs> yeah, um, Ooh, I'd be God. a little, I'd be a little on edge if I only ever listened to Nirvana's "Something in the Way" whenever I'm doing my Batman stuff. I've seen three different reviews that mentioned what you did. Right, this guy definitely just sits alone in the shower, crying, listening to My Chemical yeah, Romance. Yeah, I'm like this dude. This night. dude cuts himself with Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy CDs. What a hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, so he beats the fuck out of the goons, which we all saw tease in the trailer. Um, but then, like, to emphasize that, like, this guy just lives off of fear, the guy he just saved is kind of like, don't, don't kill me now. Can I go away? And you know what he does? He stays. Just this. Yep. The whole time. Then he goes. (sighs) And he gets on his fucking motorcycle and. Drives back to his tower. Which apparently, that's all he's used for this two years because his car is a secret. Yeah. And so, but from here, he gets called away to the Riddler's crime scene. Where he extreme, which again, all of this shit didn't need to be this long. But he very slowly and methodically walks down a hallway of cops. We're all looking at him like he's the one who killed the mayor. Yeah, like, it's very clear that somehow he both has a... Tensions are high. Like, he he somehow simultaneously is somewhat buddies with Gordon and has a bat signal, but also literally every single cop in the entire city, whether corrupt or not, hates him and wants him gone and doesn't think that anything he's doing is good in any way, shape, or form. To an extent, they're right. I mean, yes. But, like, half of them have an actual reason to hate him. In that, at any point in time, he could bring everything that's about to be brought on their heads down. Right? Like, all the corrupt cops have a very intense reason to not like this dude. But, like, first off, Gordon is only a lieutenant in this movie. Mm-hmm. Why the f- Like, how does he... Have this much leeway? Yeah. Literally, Especially when every, literally everyone above him is corrupt. At, at one point, two sends the chief of police out of the room. Uh huh. Like, like I think that's. that's I think what, you know that's what? That's what bothers me too. about this Gordon. I think is he has like this. Everybody respects him, but they're all fucking corrupt, and they know he's not corrupt. Yes, I think that's my big like. So this is something I'm gonna pull out a random review that I just thought of just now that we did. This is something Reacher actually does well. That this does not. Oh, yeah. In Reacher, yeah. the main detective is an outcast among all of the cops who are all fucking corrupt because of that exact reason. Like, to the point where he's thinking about retiring or moving at the very least just because, fuck it. Like, and you know, there's also like a given reason outside of everyone's corrupt for why they hate him. So, like, that's why he doesn't just assume he's the only non corrupt guy on the force. It's because he's also a fucking out of towner. And, like, all of this shit. But you have that. So that's something that does that dynamic and shows that well. I think this is the thing I couldn't figure out that bothers me about this Gordon. He is, like, the actor in this is playing Commissioner Gordon. And he's not Commissioner Gordon. He is Lieutenant Gordon. Like, it's something that I, that also, like, like The Dark Knight did better. Or Batman Begins did better. Before he's Commissioner, like... He felt like he felt like a lieutenant or a detective before he was commissioner because that's what he was, and they they wrote that well and they portrayed that. 
this guy has a lot of fucking swing for someone who is not in a position to have any of that swing. He's not the head of a precinct. He's not that like we we see all these people. That's why we know that's not the case. This also kind of implies that like the bat signal is not like the bat signal has to be in one of two places. Either it's on top of the police station, in which case, how the fuck is it still up and running? It's not up there, though. Or it's not, which, yeah, it's not. Which means, how the, like, why does everyone in Gotham not go play with it? Yeah, it's kind of just like an abandoned, not finished building. Like, the comics, literally, the comics way around people is that it's on the police station. So, yeah, no one in town can get to it without parachuting in because no one's going to get to the roof of the police station. This is just on a fucking random building that anyone can get to. We see that literally happen in the movie. Because Catwoman gets up there. Huh? Like, how the fuck is, like, just random, like, fuck, if you just want to kill Batman in this movie, all you have to do is hop on the building and turn on his bat signal. And wait there with, like, a team of snipers. And then shoot him in the chin. Then he comes rolling in on his motorcycle. <laughs> shoot for his chin, boys! <laughs> Aim for his chin! Why? Because his mask is bomb-proof. <laughs> so, wait, isn't his face, though, too, sir? Shh, we don't know yet. Shoot for his fucking shin. Um, but yeah, so he's very slowly like. This is one of those things that on a rewatch, I understand why it happened, but it doesn't make it better. Like the whole, cause the the whole scene, all, all I had were two thoughts: is one, this is feeling very overacted, and two, why is it taking him an hour to look through this room? Like, holy shit! He's the fucking Batman. That's revealed later in that he has magical camera contact lenses. <laughs> we want to make this Batman more realistic. Let's give him a contact lens that's basically invisible, but it shoots in 4K and records audio and can store, I don't know... Hours of high-def footage. Eight terabytes. Right? At least. Which also, we talked about this... And it kind of blew your mind a little bit when I mentioned this. Massively missed opportunity to do the white eyes properly. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Which is because like the only times we've seen the white eyes ever. Batman v Superman. Um, and the Dark Knight. Yeah. When he when he uh, turns everyone's cell phone into like a map of the town and uses it to hunt down the oh, Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so again, like that one, it was a technological reason for it. Um, and then yeah, it's part of the armored suit in uh, Batman v Superman. And it's something that has never really been done is like, here's the staple Batman look. It's always just that, right? Where it's that, it's that add-on. This would have been the perfect time to do that. Like, instead of insanely high-tech contact lenses, it's just, it's built into his, kind of like what they did with Spider-Man. Like, have it a technolo- technological reason to build it into the eyes of the suit. Um, but what's more realistic? I would say that being hardwired into a suit that can have a battery and a hard drive rather than the fact that, like, his contact lenses can store more. Which, does he wear one or does he wear two? I only ever seen him take one out. But when he gives them to Catwoman, he gives her two. Exactly. I don't, that's all my, I don't, like, does he, does he wear two? Like, one's a backup just in case? Just in case he meets somebody and he's like, hey, wait. Put this on. Put this in your face. Um, plus it, it's not taking into, like, especially with Catwoman wearing it, I really wish there'd been, like, a throwaway line or something of her being like, oh, this doesn't fit properly. This isn't my because, prescription. Uh, yeah. Well, because everyone seems to forget that, like, 
contact lenses like our eyes are not all magically the exact same shape and size that's that's why that's what like, so that's why one of the biggest complaints from like cosplayers with colored contact lenses is it's like you kind of find like the best one size fits most for your face but it's always an irritating like you you notice those more just because they're not the exactly like they might be slightly too big or slightly too small or slightly too rounded or slightly too flat like that's it's an issue it's a legitimate issue when it comes to these and so to have a hard computer chip lens that's gonna be even worse but i guess he just luckily had the exact and this could have been he a way for her he was like give right. me a pair of your contact yeah. do you wear contact lenses let me have one or he gave her a full-on eye exam to measure her eyes Can you imagine that she's <laughs> like in the back cave and alfred comes out and he's like do you see a dog <laughs> what's the lowest letter on this chart that you what's the lowest line you can read if i cover one of your eyes <laughs> Plus, like, that, I think you have a stigmatism. You plus, that go. would have been like a great way to upgrade her mask within the movie to like be like, "Hey, because I give you these camera shit." Like, it wouldn't work for like the one scene where she, you, you know, the initial scene that she's wearing the lenses, but it would still be like a great like, "Hey, to solidify our partnership, I made you Catwoman goggles that will, so you're not just wearing a ski mask with fluffy points on the sides." <laughs> Um, which again, it's a, it's a it's a decent like day one outfit for her, but she never upgrades past that, and like that would have been a great way to do that and kind of incorporate for that for HBO both of them. Show, yeah, like the inevitable Catwoman HBO show. Um, so he's there, and the reason he's there is because apparently for the first time in two years, even though he's fought the Joker or the the pre Joker at least once. Yeah, he's at least put. The this Joker is the first on. time a villain has specifically said. Hey, Batman. Batman, I want you. Because that's that's what I the riddle. But my biggest issue with that is with how much all the cops hate Batman. There's no way that like anyone at all is, is going. Oh, he wants Batman. Okay, then yeah, let's negotiate with the villain who just murdered our mayor. You're right. Let's do what he wants and get Batman in here. Like that doesn't happen. Unless the first one is going to, like, kill so Unless it's, like, a phone, and the answer is get Batman or else, like, the next person dies, period. Uh, no. That's the only way that these cops believably allow Batman into this. No one's just going, oh, there's a letter. Did you open it? Nope. Not at all. Not we have no like, idea what it says. Not even, like, real world, but, like, especially this world because of all the animosity towards yeah. Batman. Like, the way everyone fucking feels toward Batman. Their mayor just got murdered, and everyone goes, "Yeah, we won't even open this. We'll wait till we'll wait till uh till Batman gets here. We're gonna wait till Batman gets here <laughs> to to do anything else Hold about on, solving detective. this crime. We're gonna wait for Batman. <laughs> um, and now there's something that like it's a major convenience later." That somehow never got brought up this entire time, which is what the weapon that kills the mayor is. Yeah. The carpet yeah, remover. Yeah, Tucker. Yeah. That cop was there. You're telling me that at no point anyone asked the question, what is this murder weapon? That's just basic detective work. Like, that is... That, that should have been logged. That's a hole I didn't find myself. 
now that, that you mention it. That should have been like, like because that was that was a convenience that bothered me on the first watch through. Like I didn't notice the hole from the beginning, but just the fact that like the only cop in that room and Batman's giving it a final once over is the one cop whose dad happened to be a fucking floor guy. Uncle. Or uncle, yeah. Like the the one cop who's related to a dude who swaps out carpets and therefore he knows what that one he tool was also is. There on the crime scene too. Mm-hmm. Which means he like it should have been logged that way to begin with, and Batman should have been aware of that as a fact of the case day one. Nobody's um, perfect, man. Nobody's perfect. That's nothing fuzz. Right? Um, and Batman at one point creepily stares at a child. Long, so that he can have longingly. that video footage for later. So Alfred can see that video footage and yep. be like, his heart's broken. So we can go, is that the one that's going to be Robin later? Ugh. <laughs> is that going to be the reason? Hilarious. That... No. Honestly, I think that was one of, and this is nothing that bothered me about the overall story of it. Like, there were a lot of very obvious, ah, oh, this is why you become the proper Bruce Wayne in, like, movie number two or three. That's one of those things. Like between that and like the the new mayor lady calling him out for not being a philanthropist, it's like okay, this is gonna be why he does the orphanage money way down the road. But the issue I have with all of that is his parents dying and him being an orphan is the reason he does all that shit. Like his fundamental reason for doing everything that he does has been taken out from under him. But now this movie's being praised because it did it in a different way. But that literally ruins his origin story i'm glad they didn't show it again we don't need to see the pearls Jesus falling for the 19th Christ, time seriously. but it's, it's kind of the same issue i had with tom holland spider-man is it took three movies for him to feel like he got out of his origin story even though they didn't do his origin story like he wasn't actually spider-man until the end of the third movie and everybody basically was like because we're not going to do uncle ben we're gonna have 19 other uncle ben's who aren't uncle ben <laughs> like that's he got Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Aunt May were all the replacement together for Uncle Ben for him across these movies. And I feel like this is doing the same thing with Bruce Wayne. Is we'll get the real Bruce Wayne at some point. Is probably. Riddler his Uncle Ben? <laughs> right. Well, no, but the mayor is. <laughs> the, the the new mayor who borderline commits suicide at the end of this movie. <laughs> Is uh, and uh, but that that was just something that bothered me. It's like all like, oh, I can see where he becomes Batman. I'm like, yeah, but he sh- those are things that are supposed to be day one for this character. Like those are, those are why he's doing what he's doing. That's the whole point. Like at the beginning, but uh, but yeah. So we end up we get the first riddle, which is, do you remember? I legitimately don't because oh, it's been like two uh, weeks since I've seen this movie. It's like something like, uh, uh, what, uh, what does a dead, what does a dead man do? What does a lying dead man do or something? And it's like oh yeah, it was, what, still. yeah, what does a liar do after he dies? He lies still or yep. something? And so that's the first riddle, which, I don't know how much of an issue... Actually, I do. I have an issue with if you're gonna if you're not making the argument that this Batman is new because he's only been doing this for two years, this is yet another point in the counter argument box. Cool. He he's, solves that immediately. He's smart enough to solve almost every one of these riddles immediately. Like the only one he doesn't solve immediately is the Spanish one. <laughs> is um, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the, the stool pigeon. It's a la la ranta. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Every other one is immediately solved. And also, I think it's kind of jarring that he doesn't solve the Spanish one immediately because I feel like he should understand Spanish. World's I feel like, greatest detective here. Yeah, world's greatest detective probably should understand at least more than one language. <laughs> Somewhat. Um, you know, Google Translate exists for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Imagine he, the guys at Google being like, Bruce Wayne just typed in El Rata a lot. <laughs> what the fuck? What the what's fuck? He, what is he doing? What the fuck? Um, and so in a room full of detectives, Batman immediately solves a riddle that no one else can solve. Uh, and uh, then goes home. Yeah? Yep. And then that's when Alfred comes down and he's like, dude, you smell like shit. And he's like, you're not my fucking dad. And then he goes up the elevator. And Alfred's like, and he's like, oh, he was staring at a kid. Uh, but that's when they have the ciphers because there's a cipher yep. with that. Yeah, so there's a cipher which, thank God he has his camera lenses because he caught the cipher on his Also, yeah, what's up with his printer? <laughs> like, Such a is, weak shit printer, dude. This is like the dude. weirdest like, hybrid of like... Really good technology and way really advanced, bad. like unrealistically advanced technology combined with like, because it's like yeah, it's like high quality 4K video, but then his TV monitor Is looks that like, like a, a box fax TV machine from, the from 90s 98. Fax yeah. yeah, like <laughs> that's so weird, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it was oh. it was so jarringly. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is this time period. It's which. I mean, for me, I, I want to look at it as like a fun nod to like the 90s animated Batman series where you're like, I don't know what era this in this is because it's like 70s gangsters, but like modern technology all at the same time. <laughs> so like, I'm like I want to like believe that there's like a heartfelt reason for it, but it was just like, it was just weird. Um, And so they use the cipher to, which again, Alfred's doing... And he's doing it like a normal cipher. So he's trying to figure out the correlation of every letter. So first they use the adaption of like, he lies still. That's the key for the cipher. And they fill in all of those first. And don't notice the pattern immediately. Because well, that's this is why this made no sense to me. Because he puts all of that in first. Then he, then he starts to go... And basically, kind of using because because there's this this is actually a puzzle that used to be in the newspaper of like a way to do this of like 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 the numbers are letters and you have just a bunch of numbers and they'll give you here's like they'll give you like eight of the key letters and from there you have to figure out what the phrase is by kind of using like logical reasoning and deductive reasoning. Like, all right, cool. What numbers correlate to what other letters just based off of placement alone and what you already know? And so that's what he's trying to. So that's what Alfred's trying to do with this puzzle, and. Almost immediately with that information, Batman is just like, no. What if that's he gave the us, only key? Yeah, he gave us the important letters because those are the only ones that matter. So remove everything except for those. And that shows like the a picture spelling out the word drive. Like the, the symbols that are filled in just happen to basically make the word drive. And for me, I'm like, if you put all of that in first, that means you literally saw drive in the dead center. Like Alfred, this is what bothers me about Alfred in this movie. He's an idiot. 
Dude, actually, he is 100% moral in this movie. Especially because he's been working on helping Bruce do this. Yes. And when the bomb shows up at Bruce's, and it's the same penmanship as all those to the Batman things, and it just says, for Bruce's eyes only, uh-huh. he's like, I'm going to fucking open this. Exactly. Like, like he is, every step he takes, he's the reason that the Spanish riddle doesn't... Because he tells her, oh, I guess this dude's just bad at Spanish. Like... Batman's also dumb in that moment, but like he's the reason for that. He's only been doing I think, it for two years. Uh, um, two years, man. Yeah, that's it. He's only been doing two years. Uh, fucking, we know that he's only he's only using Duolingo. We know that Andy Circus Alfred has been like he's ex military, ex like ex British intelligence, espionage, yeah, and shit. Like he sees the word drive and apparently ignores that and continues to try to figure out the puzzle. Like that, that was something that didn't bother me until just now. I was like, "Oh my god, that's a thing that had to have happened." Is he saw the word "drive" in the middle and went, "I won't say anything about this. I'm going to keep figuring out other letters," because they're writing it on the thing. So that means it's there. And then Batman does the digital upload of it and said, "Oh, look, it's the word drive." Why the fuck didn't you see this immediately? Not my dad. <laughs> fuck you! You're not my dad. <laughs> um. Uh, and so from there he goes, well, if it's the word drive, then obviously we need to find one of the mayor's cars. Sure. I mean, like that makes sense. I just, this is where you should have padded the runtime is maybe you have it take a little bit longer instead of, instead of showing like the Riddler standing in a shadow for five minutes, have Batman take an extra 30 seconds, like figuring out, have like a back and forth. Of like what drive could possibly mean. You know, maybe maybe it means drive the car, maybe it means I don't know, thumb drive. Like it could mean a bunch of different stuff. Thumb drive. <laughs> um, and uh So they so he then immediately he, after seeing the word drive, him and Gordon are in the garage. Yeah. They go straight to the garage where I guess all of the mayor's cars are parked. They figure out the correct one because it's got some fucking garden shears. Garden shears that he cut his thumb off with. Yeah, are stabbed into one of the tires. Um. This this is where the riddles themselves, I think, were clever, but what they allude to, and again, this is kind of the issue with like that Batman entrance where it's this great buildup that just doesn't stick the landing. Because, like, for example, this riddle, you remove Batman from all of this. They're going to find this regardless, because at some point, they're going to be inspecting the cars. Yeah. It might not be immediate, but like that's going to happen in the, just well, the natural due process. Right to, like, yeah, and then they're going to see a bloody fucking tool stabbed into a tire. At the very least, the fucking wife or kid is going to just go in the garage in the next day or two and see that. It's almost surprising they didn't find that earlier. Like, it's kind of shitty police work that they didn't find it before Batman figured... Luckily, Batman figured this all out in five minutes. Because <laughs> otherwise the police would have found it first. The same and then, like, time it took Batman to solve the cipher is how long the the fucking Riddler stood behind the mayor mm-hmm. in his house. Yeah, like no joke though. On screen though, it's yes. literally that fucking quick. Yep. Which is why th- this movie bugs me because it's like, why do you spend so much time on trivial shit, but then actual plot points you're just fucking breezing through? Yeah. It's like, <sighs> so they go in and they start digging through the car and they find a thumb attached to a drive and 
I love the way he said this, but Gordon, with almost like fucking dad joke disgust, goes, this guy's Thumb drive. This guy's oh, hilarious. you fucking. Which I appreciated that. And that was one of the moments where I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this was good casting, like for the portrayal. Oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. I think that might be my favorite line from the movie. And then they. Uh, Chalk it up. Right? Bing, and then bing, they bing. realize. And then this is where Gordon pulls a stupid. And this is the other issue. There's a lot of convenience on someone making one stupid decision. So Gordon decides to plug the drive into his, into his personal work computer. Not a secure, off-network computer. The like, bat computer? I'm like, this is a guy who's risen up to the rank of lieutenant. You're telling me he's never hunted a serial killer in his life? He's in never Gotham? Yeah. He's never once ever dealt with someone that, you know, might hack something in some way, shape, or form. Like... This would work if we're on, like, the cusp of the internet just came out yesterday. Well, but we don't know. I'm going to stab you in the Maybe face. Maybe <laughs> the internet's only about two years old. Based on the cars, and we're going to... just the, Based on the car... We're going to use cars as the measurement of, no, this is the modern day internet's been out for a while. One, two, or three. One, two, or three what? Cars. Cars one, two, or three. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Fuck, also the fact that they have iPhones, like... They're using smartphones. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's one of the bombs is rigged to a smartphone. Like, that, that alone. Yeah, they FaceTime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the guy The guy has Twitter. He has a whole, like, 500 followers. Dude, I, when I heard that number, too, I was like, pussy. Yeah, I feel like the reason that, like, one, I'm like, we're going to comment on this, but also we have 25, so we have no room to talk. But... I but we like, haven't been doing this for two years. I know. It's true. <laughs> uh, but also, I feel like the biggest... Like, this adds a whole layer of, like, issues and understanding of, like, just the lack of understanding of internet when it comes to, like, the Twitter follow... Like, the, the, the Twitch follower stream that he's got. I'm like, one, I feel like 500 was chosen so that they could have, like, at most 10 or 20 guys show up at the end. Because they're like, well, if we do, like, a million, then obviously we have to have hundreds of guys, and we're not going to do that. So, like, we need the follower count to be small relative to how many goons we actually have for the final battle. But I also think that shows a misunderstanding because like using a real world example, this is not to get political in any way, but like the storming of the Capitol that recently happened. Wouldn't surprise me if most of those people were all in like a Facebook group together in some way, shape or form. Well, yeah, they were, right? I think I believe so, but I'm sure that that group has hundreds of thousands of people in it and it was still a compared to that a relatively about the size of the riddlers group that stormed the capital so i feel like going only 500 followers i think it's a bit far-fetched to believe that out of 500 he got 20 plus dudes to show up with guns ready to murder people all dressed like exactly like him exactly like so i think having a higher follower count you could have gone higher and still had, and then almost made that more believable at how many people were there at the end. Like, it, that wouldn't have been as much of a disparity as I think the studio execs thought it would be. Also, this is a dude who has a fucking follower account on the internet, and at no point did anyone go, Hey, this guy's streaming on Twitch, who the detectives and Batman all know is streaming on Twitch, because they see it before, like, they see the live stream, the news shows his live stream of some of his shit. I'm like, at no point did anyone, like, the federal government step in and go, hey. Like, imagine if the Zodiac Killer. Had a Twitch account? Had a Twitch account. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the real world. I'm like, 
that dude would have been caught like immediately. Like, or at least relatively quickly. But he was using our t- today's sponsor, NordVPN. <laughs> Zodiac Killer, sponsored by Aviation Gin. And NordVPN. Tastes as good as my victims. <laughs> oh my god. We have to have a cocktail now using Aviation Gin called Zodiac Killer. Aviation Gin and Just Aviation Gin and Grenadine. Grenadine and Cranberry Gin. Yep, just make it red, as red as possible. But, yeah, so there was just all of that. We'll get to that, like, as we get to that point. But, yeah, and so, but, like, for example, so far, like, people talk about with, like, The Phantom Menace, that if you cut Jar Jar Binks out of the film, with minimal editing, that whole movie plays out in the exact same way. So far, that is also true of this movie. Like, we cut out Batman, what happens? They also find the next clue still not with enough. Because, like, Batman doesn't actually save anyone with any of his clue following. Well, if you're on a highway, he kills a lot of people, actually. <laughs> That's true. He does the opposite of helping at one point. But, like, think about it. Finding At no point does solving a single riddle actually save anybody. No. And those things are then all publicly posted. So, like... Everything the Riddler's trying to do happens. In fact, throughout this whole movie, the Riddler thinks Batman is helping him because he's convinced that, like, Batman was trying to do the same thing that he was and he just didn't know about the corruption side of it and that Batman's totally down to just murder his way through corrupt politicians and everyone about on top of that. He is. No, he'll murder innocents well before he murders crowd politicians. I'm taking out minivans before I take out Falcone. Um, right. And so, which also, by the way, it's really lucky that at no point in any of the conversations between Batman and the Riddler before that reveal, that Batman just asks him, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, think about how drastically this movie changes. If at any point before the Riddler is arrested... Batman makes it clear that he is not on the Riddler's side. <laughs> like, immediately, the riddles stop coming, and he just starts murdering people. Because <laughs> the riddles are specifically... And this is also... Which, for me, this kind of doesn't make sense for the Riddler as a character, because and this is all coming fresh as I'm thinking about this. I've, like, tried to refrain thinking about this movie until today for this reason. I have, too, but for different reasons. That's <laughs> fair. After saying it twice, I probably would have also for different oh reasons. fuck, I wanted to die that second time. I was like, this last hour is killing me. But, like, for example... So the riddles are there so that Batman can see what he's doing... But also he thinks Batman's on his... Like, the first riddle is, like, a way to, like, get Batman... Like, hey, buddy, we're on the same team. Hooray. Sure. Every riddle after that. Like, you have, you have Twitch following. Why not just upload your videos online? Like, you don't, like... every Because, like, the whole point of the riddles in the comics is, like, the thrill of basically giving Batman that, like... 1% in his mind that 1% chance at stopping him like that's the thrill it's like it's the it's the thrill of like this is the one dude who might be able to outsmart me if I leave the one breadcrumb so I'm gonna leave that one breadcrumb and we'll see who will win me or Batman like that's it's an ego that's thing. yeah it's, it, well, it's exactly that's not in this character that's gone from this Riddler 
I think that's why the whole Zodiac approach, that's why it bothers me so much, is because then it's... At that point, like, and you cannot use the blanket argument, like, well, it's just, he's crazy. Like, no, 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 because there is a purpose. Like, insane people, you can't just blanket someone as insane, therefore every dumb decision they make makes sense. Like, no, no, because insanity is a very specific. And each Batman villain has a specific type of insanity that drives them as a character. And so for me, like, other than the one to get Batman on board, like... What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I did not see the you whole... Know, I didn't I really think, think about that either, time. but now it's like... Why? Like, if anything, why not just give him the phone? Like, why wouldn't you just give him your phone number and be like, Hey, Batman, we're on the same team. Call me, buddy. Let's hang out. Like... <laughs> I, I, at this point, it's like, why, why, why even do the riddles? He's like, yo, bro, I live right across the street from the fucking whatever the, the, fuck, uh, the penguin iceberg lounge. Yeah. Um, you want to come over and have a beer? Maybe watch the game. <laughs> hey, I've got the perfect sniper spot to uh, kill Falcone. Just literally any time he comes out of here, which is multiple times in this movie, and yet he doesn't get murdered any of those times. Yeah, a lot of people kind of just walk out that front door, and he's like, I've got a sniper rifle. Yep. Nah. Nah. I'm going to duct tape their faces instead. <laughs> <laughs> and my own face, too, because I don't want my hair to get on the body. Otherwise, they'll find me. And I don't want to be found yet. Because he I also wants to be found. found later. He doesn't want to be found Which, until after he sniped the guy. Okay, wait, dude. But the diner, when they find him, and he's like, I just ordered pumpkin pie. They slam him <laughs> into the fucking counter. Oh, that was hilarious. And then the... Slow need, pans a, up to the top of the coffee, and he made a question mark in the coffee. I wish I was good at like video editing, because then I'd like add like a reaction shot of just him being like, "I ordered some pie," and then just Reacher. I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's and so yeah, so we get riddle yeah. number two, which is the he thumb kills drive. the com- yeah, he, well yeah, so he, with so the he thumb plugs drive. that in the computer, and because he opens the video. Or the, the the drive, it immediately sends like pictures of the mayor and some chick. Yeah, from the to every lounge. news outlet. Which there's like all... forty. Yeah, and I'm like, Gotham has forty independent news outlets. Apparently, what the? F- and it sends it from his own email. Which so this never, way, never ever comes up again. By the way, no, it doesn't. At never, no point ever does comes up. He, I was waiting for him to like get demoted or yelled at or something for leaking evidence yeah, leaking in a evidence murder case. Nope, not at and all. Not Especially even just a murder case, the murder of a mayor? The murder of the mayor that's also going to reveal, like, every corrupt cop in the city. And, like, the corrupt cops who are in charge of him don't get mad at him for leaking this shit. Um, and this photo contains a lot of interesting stuff. Um, it shows the mayor with a random Russian girl. Yes. Who we will talk about in a little bit. It shows the penguin. Playing with a little mm-hmm. with toy. I got her that toy for Christmas and she loves it. <laughs> um, for those who can't see us, kitten is playing with a toy. Oh my that fucking god, that's so cute. cute. <laughs> um, and, uh, anyway, we're live streaming. And it also shows a foot. In the photo. Whose foot? Catwoman's foot. Oh yeah, the boot. We're going to get talk about that boot, by the way. Because that is a very convenient Plot event. device Four yeah, different times? that's relying on a girl wearing the same pair of boots, tw- like, two nights in a row. That's not a thing. I don't know. You can't make that judgment call. I will 100% make that judgment call. I wear call. the same shoes every day. You're not a girl. 
As far as I know. Yeah, as as of right now, as far as I know, you're not a girl. <laughs> not yet a woman. All you need is time. I feel like a woman. <laughs> bam, 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 um, and especially with how much she changes literally every other part of her outfits, including her hair, her dress, her everything. But the one time that Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge and sees her, she's wearing the exact same boots that she was wearing in that photo. That could happen. It could. In a movie? It could happen, That yes. requires it as a plot device? However, one, this is another place where you could have added time and had it actually work for the plot. Have him scope out the Iceberg Lounge for like two days, and then like on day like three... Dude, what if she's wearing? What the if he's boots. on the roof of the Riddler's apartment doing it too, mm-hmm. right above his like right above his apartment? Like here's here's why for me this is so good. Like one, how much of the plot relies on her wearing the same pair of boots from that point on? Think of literally every scene that involves Catwoman from that point on. No, no, no. That only other one other time after the Iceberg Lounge are the boots even brought up? No, no, I'm not talking about the boots. I'm saying, but like he only finds out about Catwoman because she wore those boots in front of him. Yeah. How much of the rest of the movie involves him working directly with Catwoman for the plot to happen? Like the yeah. entire reveal of who yeah. everyone of is. Who everybody every corrupt person, below is, yeah. All that information she, that he gets, like getting Falcone out, like, all of this shit. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. And this is all literally tied to she happens to walk in on him and the penguin while like if she comes in two minutes before this. Or two, or two minutes after. after None of this happens. If she's wearing a different pair of boots, when she does walk in, none of this happens. If the boots she's wearing in the photo were borrowed from someone and returned. Or maybe if she's borrowed, like, what if she was borrowing boots when she walked in now and that wasn't her in the photo? And that was literally any other girl and she just borrowed them from a friend that one night because they looked good with their outfit. Don't think about it so much. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Stop it. I forgot. Movies aren't supposed to make you think. Like, convenient, there's... You have to have conveniences at time for make a story work, 100%. The point, I'm all, I'm not saying this ruins the film at all. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of convenience. In terms of conveniences in this movie, like, I think this relative is a lesser. To the plot, I think this is a lesser convenience. It's in this a lesser movie. convenience. However, relative to its impact on the plot, it is greater. Like, like, it's a lesser convenience that also has greater impact on the plot than a lot of other conveniences have. Because that's how he. Because that's literally how he figures out half of what he figures out for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all. Like, I'm not at all saying that this ruins the movie. It was just kind of no. There's a lot of other things that ruin this movie. Yes. Oh, 100. percent So pre this though, so he gets the thumb drive. The pictures all go out, and that leads to what we think is going to be the next Riddler victim. Um, no, because before that, because so because of all of this, he doesn't even really know. So he goes in to that's that's where he goes to the iceberg lounge. Um, he should not have been able to get into the iceberg lounge the way that he did. He sh- like he just the whole opening monologue is he has inspired fear in all of the villains of Gotham. Then he shows up to the front door of the iceberg lounge. <laughs> And knocks as Batman. Twin number one opens the door, shuts it, gets twin number two, and they go, mm, sure, come walk past all of our crime. No, they don't even let him in. No, he fights his way in. He fights his way in. Like, this is, 
the thing that this Batman is lacking, except for when he's stalking Catwoman, is stealth. He does not use stealth like anywhere he should be using stealth. He does later. He does in some places later, but like in some of the more key places, he's like a fucking. He's just like a tank. He's he's like in Black Widow, like where like when the stealthy fucking taskmaster is supposed to be stealthy and instead drives a tank through a town to chase Black Widow. That's kind of how he is in regards to the Penguin's Fortress. Like, because, and this is something that other movies with Batman and even like the cartoons have done really well, which is like kind of to add that sense of wonderment for the audience like imagine if instead he just like you just have the penguin walk into his office and batman's in there and so like he's been able to like sneak his way in that's like oh kind of a thing and like as like the intro which one kind of gives him that little bit of intimidation and fear which he's what he's going for he could be anywhere but instead he's beating his way through a nightclub that well, this movie severely needed action at that point especially but it it didn't need like it only needed it relative to the whole like i feel like from a corporate level it needed it but it didn't actually need it like this is meant to be a crime noir this is a movie where i think could have benefited from less action set pieces agree to disagree because of the type of story they were trying to tell. I still think they got the crime noir thing across. I know. I agree well. with that. But that's the thing. Crime noirs but are I also meant to have giant action-y shootouts. I enjoyed like, the action scenes in this movie, honestly. The action sequences weren't bad. Um, I mean, apart from him getting shot in the chest like fucking 50 times with an automatic rifle. And then just walking up and hitting the guy. Although that scene was shot kind of Also, cool. just a bunch of guards in a nightclub surrounded by patrons that are just shooting wildly at a dude. <laughs> like, this action scene... That's sequ- some Gotham shit, I would believe. Except that if you... By doing this, one, that draws attention from all the cops that aren't corrupt on a place that you don't want cops to be... Like, like the Iceberg Lounge is literally the key and, like, the largest conspiracy that Gotham has experienced in its entire history. That's what the Iceberg Lounge is hiding. You have a giant shootout in the middle of, like, what is supposed to be just a public nightclub. Cops are pouring into that place. Well, a a lot of whom are It's a seedy part of town. And when you consider... They got other shit to deal when with. When you consider, like, an unknown number of the guards in this place are all off-duty cops. That adds that to the shooting. issue. That are <laughs> shooting at Batman just wildly. Um... <laughs> You know, you're going to have, like, you're going to be losing patrons. You're going to be, like, you're going to start losing money. Like, this is going to snowball. Yeah, but that's not even 44 below. That's not even the real club that they're shooting in. Exactly. That, that's what makes it worse. They're this is the club the that's full club. of innocence. This is not. They're shooting like, in the fake club. They don't care if people don't come back to the fake club. Um, And again, this all comes down to the fact that the two bouncers let Batman in. Like, do you. Why would you even they open the door in the first place? Let Bat- well, yeah. They opened the door. Well, when you opened the door the first time and then closed it, you probably should have let it close. Exactly. I'm like, plus, I'm pretty sure the door had like a peak hole. And if it didn't, probably. it should have just had that. I don't know why a club like that that's hiding that much organized crime wouldn't. Exactly. And so it's an action like For me, Like it's an action scene that makes absolutely no sense other than we just it was mandated that we have X number of action scenes, and so we threw one in here. Because I feel like you get, for this Batman and this type of Batman that they're going for, I feel like you get a better intro if he stealths his way into Penguin's office than 
a giant shootout in a crowded nightclub. Yeah, but like at what other point is he like stealthy like that when he's Batman? He only does stealthy shit like that when he's undercover Batman. No, he does stealthy shit like that all the time when he's Batman. That's like where, like where else? Um, right off the bat, I can think of literally in the animated series, and this no, is one I'm talking about in this movie. Oh well, that's my uh, well when he's hunting down fucking Selena. But that's my that's my point. But he's not dressed as Batman. Like um, that. He's in undercover Batman mode. Well, one, it's implied in the intro. Yeah, but it's never it's, shown to us. I mean, kind of in that he's hiding, and like that's the whole point of the hiding in the shadows and not knowing what he's gonna pop out of. Like that is a stealth element. Well, yeah, to the he, character. they can tell me that all the time. Uh-huh. But that, well, that's also kind of my point. Like this bat, like it's a flaw in this Batman mm-hmm. in that what they give us is a giant tank mowing his way through walls like the Kool Aid Man. He fucking is a tank. I know. This man is Winston from Overwatch, dude. <laughs> Which would be believable if he was the size of Affleck's Batman, but he's the size of Nightwing. He's, like, I think the same size of, like, yeah, like, Robin in, like, the Titan series right now. I think the only Batman that might have been physically smaller than him would be Adam West. Yeah, and even then, it was it was more of the cartoonish Batman. Exa- like, yeah, Adam West exactly. And so, like, but to just barge in, and again, if you're someone who's... Like, this is one who literally tells a cop not to pull a gun out because no guns. But he's going to just... <laughs> no guns, just grapple hooks. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's going to fucking turn around and, like, just fight his way in through a club. Well, we talked about this. Batman doesn't directly kill anybody in this movie. No, he, indirectly he indirectly gets a lot of people killed, though. Um, And so, but just everything about that, it just... And especially if Penguin's totally down to just have a convo with him. Like, you can also avoid that just being like, oh, Batman's at the front door? Hey, Penguin, Batman's at the front door. What do you want us to do? And Penguin will go, ah, let him in. I'll talk to the guy. And then we, like... Well, he'd be like, who? And they'd be like, oh, no, vengeance, vengeance, vengeance is, at the, is at the front door. Our bad. He looks like a bat, kind of. So we called him Batman. <laughs> It'll be his nickname. Because you're the Birdman. And, uh... But, like... With the way that it ends of Penguin literally being like, Hey, what's up, Mamma Mia? I'm Italian now. Like, I'm in my office. Like. Horrible. I know. Horrible. I'm very aware. But I will also give props, which again, to the whole call. Like, you get like, handsome Irish actor to play Italian American Penguin. It's great. I love it. I love everything about it. Like, none of that is a complaint. But like, the fact that Penguin is totally down to just have a chill convo with him in the office. You didn't need to write. Like, that was an unnecessary action scene to just, that was just there to be there. And so that's why, like, that one, like, yeah, we'll, we'll hit each action as we go through. Like, that's why that one in particular, I don't think was good and was not. All it did was. But he jumps over a Oh, you're right. My bad. It was amazing. 10 yeah, out of 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, all it did, though, was give him plot armor and then make the villains insanely stupid, which sucks. Most of them are. But which, but that, in turn, makes Batman stupid. And honestly, that move by Batman was stupid. Pretty much is. And so, This yeah. entire movie. I know. He does not solve this. No, not at all. He saves the, no one in this the film. The Riddler literally is like, dude, you didn't figure this out? Right. You're dumb, dude. You're an idiot. I thought you were smarter. World's greatest detective. World's greatest detective. Um, and so, so they talk, and while they're talking, he's like, hey, do you know this bitch? And Penguin's like, Psh, 
No, why would I? Why would I know? Like, I'm just a proprietor, bro. Yeah, I just I have a nightclub. What are you talking about? Uh, and then Catwoman walks in, and she goes, "Oh my God, it's Batman!" God, how long have we been doing? We've, we're only like a first hour through this movie, too. That, will you stop focusing on that? No, I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you signed up for this shit. Uh, Catwoman pops in and uh, she's like she has a, a bunch of money. Deal. Yeah, does a drug deal. Batman just lets that slide. Doesn't even say a word about it, which is, which makes sense because yeah. he's here about a larger issue. And uh, he sees her boots. <sighs> Then he throws Penguin against the wall and is like, Where's Rachel? (laughs) Oh my fucking god. And then he sees in the reflection of the broken glass, Boots slide away. He's like, Gotta follow Boots. Well, and then isn't, doesn't from here, he like, he changes out of his Batman outfit. Yeah, he goes to stealth Batman. That's what I'm talking about. The only time he ever does sneaky shit is he's not at all. He just gets a motorcycle helmet on and he and doesn't he have his, his armor eye makeup on. on. Yeah, doesn't have his armor on. No, he's just on, wearing a the black. Where the fuck does he put it? He's doing, he's doing Marvel, the Marvel disguise. He's got a hat and a coat. One thing, again, I, and this is something we knew from the trailer, which I do appreciate. Is that they aren't afraid to shy away from, like, he obviously put black eye makeup on to make his eyes work, and it's still there when he takes the mask off. I do actually appreciate that. Yeah. Like. It's a small detail. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's one of those. It's a neat pick. Neat, hey, oh my god, the Batman got a neat pick. <laughs> There's a few neat picks in this oh, movie, yeah. to be honest. Because, um, like, those little things add up, like, uh. Like Doctor Strange still having the scars in later movies on his hands. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we made sure to have that on here. It's it's an it's a small detail that I appreciate. Um, and uh, yeah, like Tony see. Stark being dead in the MCU. You know, yeah. They keep that. And up. He's still dead. Exactly. They keep it up. It's a small little continuity <laughs> detail. I love. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully they keep that, and Aunt May is dead in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they might backtrack that one. <laughs> they they legitimately retcon. Might. Yep. Oh, actually, turns out that was a scroll. That wasn't the real anime. It was a scroll the whole time. Um, and so he goes, and at first you don't even realize that it's him, though. You think it's the Riddler scoping out Catwoman mm-hmm. and the Russian girl. Oh, oh, they're buddies. Ooh. Um. I don't even remember what fucking where it goes from here. Like, so he like sees her. She's trying to console her friend. Mm-hmm. She gets in her Catwoman regalia and leaves. Then he follows her to the mayor's house, where she's breaking into the mayor's safe. And he changes back into his Batman yeah. clothes. And he's in his Batman costume again. They they tussle a little bit. He gets the better, like the upper hand. Mm-hmm. She's stealing a passport out of the safe. He pulls it out, sees that it's of that girl. And he's like, what, did he hurt her or something? Is that why you killed him? And she was like, I didn't kill nobody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I believe you. <laughs> also, the one reoccurring cop is guarding the room. And, and they do have to, like, it, it's kind of what forces, like, the fight to stop in a way. Is he hears them scuffling and peeks in and doesn't see anyone. So he leaves out. immediately. But also, also, like, doesn't notice the, the safe wide left open behind safe. was a giant painting on the wall. <laughs> and was all open. And he, like, kind of goes... Ah, oh, normal. And leaves. 
And yeah. then uh, they go back to her place because they're like, well, we can be allies. You're trying to help her. I'm trying to find out who did this. Finds out that her whole place has been torn apart. Hasn't her phone been stolen? And her phone's been stolen. Okay, because that's going to come up later. Yeah. That's hardcore going to come up uh, later. Yeah, it does. It basically um, is. is a, that's one of the biggest plot holes in plot, this movie. plot point is that her phone's gone. Um, um, well, it's a massive plot hole, too, in the way it gets used later on. Why? How the fuck is the voicemail on the phone? Because... They had her phone, they had the girl, and yeah. that girl calls this phone, leaves a message, and no one notices. Maybe they like left we're, it in the car. Well, we're bringing it to all this shit. No, we're not. We'll this later on. No! Stop yes. saying that! Well, it's later in the movie. I don't want to address it now. This movie so like... sucks! Um... <laughs> <laughs> So then they're like, well, let's work together. Find out what's going on. And then... He gives her a contact lens yeah, or two. He, like, he's like set up in like... He got like this big setup to watch her. Um, and there are like... Again, there's there's other like little details. Like um, he learns her name off of one of her bills. And that seeing it being the bill especially, I think helps kind of set up his belief that she's trying to rob Falcone just for money because he can tell that she's broke. Um, Cat burglar. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Catwoman. Maybe that's where she gets the name. Um, and so he. Oh, he also says you got a lot of cats, and she goes, "I have a thing for strays." Oh, that was in the trailer. <gasps> and then, yeah, and then. Um, so she goes in to like, she she talks about how like she can't. Or does chooses not to go in like the secret actual club, but then decides to go into the secret actual club for Batman, and hopes that that's not going to raise any questions. Why, like, she's like, down I there. feel like that would raise a question if, like, as your criminal organization's one of your main dudes just got brutally murdered and is being called out for it, and then all of a sudden, a girl who's a girl who's been there. very adamant about never going down there decides He's in the chatting same up like, the DA. <laughs> yeah, decides I'm gonna go down there and beeline right for the DA. I feel like that would raise some kind of what the fuck's going on. I don't know. Just especially because she runs into Falcone, who, by the way, surprisingly great acting. Oh voice. no, he. I, I can't think of that guy's name off the top of my head, but he I gets peed either. on by a robot in Transformers, which was playing at the gym today. <laughs> like actually like the first movie where he gets peed on was playing at the gym today <laughs> beautiful um but great portrayal yeah uh surprisingly very ch- bone chillingly done what new new message yeah uh so some group called uh fresh news 247 question is can someone tell me in the batman who was the guy who was taken aback by bruce at the funeral did he recognize Bruce or Batman? It felt so much like the first oh, half of a TV series. Yeah, so like that was just some random guy. It was just like a citizen. So like all the citizens were kind of being corralled like animals while the rich people got to go sit up. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I think that was more. That dude was meant to represent the the, the, the Commonwealth because basically. that was that was an element of the story, right? Of like the rich and powerful corrupt versus the downtrodden garbage, which is. A key component of like maybe the origin, Joe Chill. Um, was that his name? I think one of the theories is that that was like the guy who becomes the Joker, or that was one of the thugs in the clown gang at the beginning. But I don't think I think it's just for that specifically. Yeah, like it was just well, it, that it's, was it's someone to, show to be as that. well that 
Bruce Wayne's a recluse too because he's talking to him and then goes, God, don't I, don't I know you? And they're right. like Bruce Wayne, and then that's and when like, it kind oh of my pulls God. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's kind of yeah, it's that come because he initially just sees him as a guy, so he's like, oh, I'm willing to talk to you because you're just a guy. And then once he realizes he's part of the elite of Gotham, he's like, oh, you can go fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but like going back to uh, where we were. Yeah, so they go to work together. She gives her some contact lenses, which fit perfectly somehow. Yep. Um, I really that see that's that's the, those are the scenes that we need. I would five minutes of uh, eye doctor montage. If, if they're <laughs> making a Snyder cut of this, I won't watch it. They're they're not. Matt Re- uh, Matt Reeves has straight up said this is the cut. The only scene that got really like deleted. So there were basically two things that were filmed. One. Um, Like, one was uh, that there was a scene with the actor who plays the Joker, um, like, playing him as a cop, which was a fake scene that they filmed to help hide who he was actually cast as. And then there was a scene that was going to be earlier in the movie that showed, like, Batman and Joker, like, Batman talking to Joker in in Arkham, just establishing that, like, this pre-Joker character... And Batman do have a history that he has. So, like, Bat- the Joker is in Arkham because of Batman. So, like, that part of that history has begun. Because this is still kind of pre-Joker. Um, we got a follow-up question from Fresh News. Why did he become worried when he saw Bruce? Thought maybe he was a clown guy and then he knows that it's Batman. No, I think it's just it's because he it's when he realized... That he was it's talking not when he shit saw about Bruce, a rich person when, to a rich person. Yeah, it's not when he saw Bruce he got concerned. It's when he realized that the guy he was confiding in and talking to was Bruce Wayne. So it was just kind of that, like, oh, you're not Rain Especially because he said something like, all these rich people deserve to die. Yeah, yeah. He basically said, eat the rich, and then realized he was saying, eat the rich to the wealthiest dude in Gotham. Like, it would it would be like if, I think the best real-world comparison of this would be, like, how many people are saying fucking eat the rich on their Twitter accounts up, down, left, and right, and would literally shove their own foot in their mouth if, like, Elon Musk walked up right behind them as they were spouting the shit. I feel like most would be like, "Oh, oh fuck!" The anonymity of social this. media. Yeah, so like I think it's it's just, it was more meant to be something like that, rather than because if the Riddler didn't figure out that Bruce Wayne was Batman, I don't think any other random thug is putting that together. Yeah. Um, and so. DA thing happens. Yep, so yeah, so they go, he's got the face scanner, and she has to creepily stare at people for long periods of time, because... In a drug, in a club where everybody's, like, basically high on Molly. Yep, on, on, uh... Drops. On the drops. They're drop heads. Um, and so... Then... They're, uh, they're all high, and the DA does not act like a dude who's high up. He... He does not act like he's drugged out, I feel like. The amount of information that is just, I will get skinned alive if I reveal this, that he reveals. And just using, he's had some drugs. And he's <sighs> concerned. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It felt, like, it kind of works, but it also, it felt weak. It just, it was, it was another convenience of, like, I think there's maybe better ways to go about it. Maybe play more into the seductress side of the character. Yeah. Kind Which of a thing. They- kind of do when she's like no what were you saying and she yeah. like rubs his leg exactly but yeah, like, but uh, like i almost feel like that needed to be played up more mm-hmm. i think if this movie had been made 10 years ago it would have been 
more that side, but just you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then what? Well, what well, she learns from him that there was a confidential informant in the Maroni case, which took like was supposed to like take the drug like the big drug trade out. Yep. Um, and then that's when one girl's like, "Well, you gotta stop talking about that. You want to end up like that Russian girl." Which distracts her. Mm-hmm. She tries to follow her and is like trying to talk to her about what happened to her. And that's when Falcone comes in. And Falcone's a real buddy-buddy with her. And Batman's like, Rachel, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's Harvey Dent? And then she's like, fuck you. It takes the contacts out. But also keeps it? Yeah, she keeps it, but takes it out. Yeah, she, she just then, takes it out and then keeps it. Which... <laughs> Begs to differ. Uh, did, did she keep the earpiece too? Then because yeah, because she has the earpiece next to it. it. Yeah, so she like she takes it out as like a fuck you, but also keeps everything as a just in case at the same time. Yeah, uh, which was odd. There's a lo- she leaves, goes outside. Da follows her. Yeah, and he he tries to like convince her to go with him because he's out of his mind and worried about her and probably horny all at the same time. Mm-hmm. She gets in the cab and dips out, and uh, he gets in his car and, again, for a little bit too long, doesn't realize the Riddler is sitting up right fucking behind him. Like, he is out of his mind. There is that. But again, it was one of those, like, I think to build the tension, they just they went a little bit too long. Like, cut, cut out fucking five, ten seconds of they're just sitting there staring at him. I feel like that's the face under the mask because you can't tell. Um, just staring at him while he tries to do anything in his car. Um, and then he gets attacked. And gets a bomb put around his neck. <laughs> um, does that lead right into the funeral scene? Yeah, and then the next day is the funeral. Uh-huh. And that's when Bruce goes. Uh-huh. And they're at the funeral. He again stares at the kid. Yeah, he keeps staring at the kid, which again, I think is that... Don't worry, at some point he's going to fund an orphanage. We promise. But his mom's um, still alive, so his this mom's kid still alive. He's only half there. an orphan. Um, half orphans aren't welcome here. And, like, on the way in, you get, like, Falcone acknowledges Bruce and kind of tells the Penguin that that's Bruce Wayne. I kind of wish Penguin got more upset at that being Bruce Wayne. Because a big part of the Penguin's history, like, throughout most of canon, is that, like... Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald, yeah, his, his family got fucked over by the Waynes at some point. Because his family was doing shit stuff, and the Wayne family was doing not shit stuff. And so, in his eyes, the loss of his family fortune is the fault of the Waynes. And so his non-supervillain persona has an actual hatred for Bruce Wayne. That has nothing to do with Batman, kind of a thing. So I wish there was like a little bit more of an acknowledgement of that history there. Um, and I think at some point in this conversation, there's a bit of like the foreshadowing of maybe Thomas Wayne was a little bit corrupt. Yeah, because he he tells the story of how when he got shot in the chest, he came and his dad operated on him and mm-hmm. clean, fixed him up or something. Yeah, that's right, and that's and there's that Hippocratic Oath joke. Yep. Um, so they all go in, the mayor corners him, or, so like, yeah, so he, first gets cornered by the random dude, and then the mayor corners him to, uh, basically be like, hey, buddy, like, you're rich, and you're not helping people, what the fuck? Um, and... Well, then that's when he walks up, she's, she sees the kid, 
She's like, I'm gonna go pay my respects, but we're not done. Um, he he's looking for the Riddler, and then he hears like a commotion outside. That's when the car crashes through, and he looks up and sees the Riddler standing there. He goes but before, and he oh, yeah, before he sees the, the Riddler kid. there, yeah, he tackles the kid. He looks up, sees Riddler. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, he goes and he saves the kid primarily, which you know adds to that whole like Bruce Wayne is gonna save kids above all else because he was because of his own fucked up childhood, which is honest to the character. Um, the car is crashed. Everyone's kind of freaking out a bit. He looks up, and the Riddler is right there. And it's the one time he doesn't grappling hook someone in the kneecap. No, no, he he sees the Riddler before that. He looks up and sees the Riddler. Then well, goes no, tackles the kid and looks up, and the guy walks no, no, away. because he saves the kid out of the aftermath. And it's and like when the car crashes, that's when everyone starts to run. And it's after he saves the kid that he looks up and sees the one dude not running away. Because he sees that the because the Riddler is the only one not running away from the car. You're wrong, but it's okay. You're wrong, but it's fine. Ninety percent sure that's the because yeah because it's after he, I'm ninety nine percent sure we're gonna have don't make me don't don't make me go watch this again. Yeah, you know you're oh, gonna have to go see I it a second hate time. You so much. <laughs> um, yeah, Fresh News agrees. He's like, yeah, I want him to point out that he's one of the four founding families of Gotham. It's like, yeah, that was the Waynes, Arkham's, the Cobblepots, and somebody and else. The fourth one. And the, the owls. <laughs> and the owls. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, from this point, there's the steady, you know, let's walk to the car. And then, like, the door opens. And it's like, don't shoot. I've got a bomb in my throat, but it's not for you guys. And then the DA. It's for the Batman. Yeah. The DA comes out, and he's got a bomb on his neck. And a letter taped to his chest that's got for the, the Batman. For the Batman. And he's got the phone ringing on his hand. But like, hypothetically, has been ringing for hours by the time Batman shows up. Yes. Because everybody's cleared out. Bomb squad's already there. They set a perimeter. This is is another, like, one of the most unrealistic things about this movie. Just rings for three fucking hours? Is that, yeah, somehow a phone is ringing constantly for three hours. It could be Skype. Um, It's not Skype, though. It's FaceTime. Well, it just doesn't make. But it doesn't go to voicemail at any point in time. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if like the Riddler is staying in, like historically, we see that he stays in proximity to keep an eye on shit. Just wait till Batman walks in and then call. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) like you don't need to have it ringing this whole time. I feel like you just you just call like because like that's the other thing. Theoretically, the Riddler has sat there. For three hours, staring at his phone, waiting for Batman to pick up. God, Just going, come on, buddy. Why we're friends. We answer? We're working together. Um, ah, the Elliot's family was the fourth oh, family right. of Gotham. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, hush. Yeah, um, which, that was another nod. There was, I think, uh, one of the the news reporter who found out the shit about the Waynes. His, His last name was Elliot. And then when they talk about it in like the video he puts up about Bruce Wayne, it says hush. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the Riddler, who now, three hours in, like, at that point, I would expect him to just be fucking pissed off. Like, just, dude, it took you three hours to get here? What the fuck is going on? But just... instead he answers it and he's like... <sighs> Oh my god. Yeah. It uh and uh so it's the Batman needs to answer so that we can so that you can help 
I'm surprised this wasn't like outlined in his like here are the rules, but apparently it was totally okay. After he didn't blow him up on the first question, I guess it's okay that Batman's answering all of the riddles for the guy. Except for the third one. Um So the first question is a riddle where the answer is justice. Justice. And that's from the trailer. Justice. The answer, the answer is justice. justice. <laughs> uh the second is how much did you get paid? Per bribe. Yeah, per bribe. Ten K. And then the third one is who's Who is the, it? who's the mole? Who's doing it? And that's it? the one he won't tell. And Batman is sitting there watching a countdown two inches from his face. And he's like on this as bomb. far away as I am from this mic going, Tell him! Tell him! Tell him! And like, I'm even waiting for like once it hit five seconds to be like, Alright, that's when Batman's just gonna run. I'd be like, Pfft. Yeah. Just like, Alright, well, if you don't buy and just dip Gra- out. shoots a grappling hook into his leg. <laughs> and just and launch him something. But no, Batman <laughs> is holding him this fucking close, right until the bomb goes off, literally in his face. And the only thing that happens to him is he gets knocked out. He's not even cut. Nope. Yeah. His chin is completely... Like, fuck, there are times where I shave and I have more fucking blood coming down my fucking throat than he did with a bomb going off. That's an image. Just like, Even just one nick is more than what this guy had. That's me. <laughs> one nick. I'm Nick. I have one nick all the time. Hey. How's it going? I'm Nick. Um, And so... Yeah, no, he's fine, except for the fact that he gets knocked out, taken to, to police custody by an army of mostly corrupt cops, and is not unmasked at all In fact, by he, anyone. He wakes up because someone tries to unmask no, no, him. They try to unmask him the second, like right after he wakes up. Because they're like shining lights. That, in his he, eyes. Yeah, they're shining lights. He wakes up, and immediately a cop's like, oh, he's awake. Take off the mask. And I'm like, First off, you're telling me like the EMTs didn't just go, yeah, we're taking him out of the suit to make sure he didn't die to the bomb that just went off in his face? Hey, man, he's been doing this for two years. That's true. He's built a reputation. Yep. He's got a life. No, he's only been doing it for two years. No, you got to flip-flop on that. To make oh, point fuck. That's, that's right. My bad. Um, so, yeah, apparently they just trust that he's fine in his little armored suit with a leather cowl that is bomb-proof. Mm-hmm. Um... Plus, then, also, all of the cops that want him unmasked don't unmask him. The commission... Like, how many people are in that cell with Gordon, ranking higher than Gordon, and none of them unmasked him? Quite a few. Yeah. In fact, it becomes a whole point of contention to be like, no, Gordon, like, you don't get to protect this guy anymore because we have him in custody. Fuck you. Fuck him. We're taking his mask off. And Gordon gets the commissioner to take every single cop out of the room. What was the reasoning he gave? I don't even remember. He's like, he's like, that's not how, because he was going to fight the cops. He's like, that's not how you do this. He goes, listen, chief, I'll calm him down. Give me the room. That's right. He's basically like, like, hey, you you take, I'm watching you with (laughs) always watching. Um, I did like the chase though afterwards when they're trying to chase him through the PD before that I actually liked the like I don't like the way they got the room cleared but then like when when they do have it cleared and he's like all right here's what we're gonna do but like he's giving off this demeanor of like that he's like threatening the fuck out of him mm-hmm. but he's like you're gonna hit me yeah and then you're gonna run out that then door. he's like who's that guy over there with the broken nose huh 
kills that you. Guy, that guy, that cop was in the iceberg. He's like, you saying he moonlights for the penguin? He goes, nah, he moonlights as a cop. And I was like, oh, oh yo, so cool, bro. I, did, I actually did like that. I did too. I honestly did. Like, yeah, like there are again, there are some great fucking moments in this movie. This is one. And of then those, Gordon like, turns combo. to look at him, and, and that's when Batman's just like, Batman <laughs> just kind of goes, he, <laughs> bam. And then I love the like the, what later where he's like, I thought you, I thought you'd pull your punch. He's like, I, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Batman runs, and I agree. Like it was kind of cool showing him like run through the police station as an dude, army of cops are coming after him. They're all screaming, dude. I was like, oh. Um, and then you know we get him like fucking hook lining off of his Black Widow gauntlets all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he gets out. And he gets man- to the it's roof. His Mandalorian gauntlet, actually. That's oh. best card. No, because he's got like little yeah. little poles on there, which is which visually is more akin to Black Widow. She's like, got her, her like taser gauntlets. The core of owls, but like, okay. Yes. I know, this is probably the nod to the core of owls, but it's also indicative of, like, instead of a utility belt, he just has shit Dude, in random spots all over his He's got big-ass pockets, suit. too. Like, big cargo pants. Yeah, his cargo pants with a little little hole in them. We're going to talk about the yeah. hole in his cargo <laughs> pants. <laughs> he has, like, a designated inject spot. But yep. like, whatever, whatever. Um, and so... He's bulletproof, yeah. but he has a designated... Injection. Well, he needs to because of the bulletproof armor from the waist up. But also, he's only from the waist up. You just fucking kneecap him or shoot him in the chin, and he's goner. <laughs> I've been thinking about how to kill the Batman. <laughs> just shoot him in the throat. Um, and so, gets to the roof. He gets to the roof and freaks out because he's on the roof. What are you? Not if I've been Batman for two years. Only. <laughs> only yeah, this two is another years. one where we were like, oh, it's only two years. I appreciate that. I'm like, I would appreciate that if it was day one. Maybe maybe week one. But it's been doing this for at least two years. He didn't seem to have any problem like grapple hooking like 15 flights of stairs. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's like, oh, that I'm like, it's not like he shouldn't be surprised that he's on the roof. He grappled to the top of the inside of the building <laughs> And then ran for a door outside and was surprised that, like, the building ends when there's no ground below him. And then he takes his fucking sweet time, because he hasn't invented a cape that can be a cape wing thing yet, and body suits himself. And, uh, also, he's fucked if you, like, shoot that cape before he has a chance to glide with it. Uh, but he wraps himself like a cocoon, and then it turns into one of the flying squirrel suits, and he jumps off the building and parachutes into the bottom of a bridge and falls and on the set. Yeah, and just smashes again, adding to the "you should be dead." He just got hit with a also, bomb. That bus didn't stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Although it, it is Gotham, I would probably not stop at something thugging into the back. Like if I was a bus driver, I'd be like, I'd be like bat. run!" It's bad, <laughs> bad. Just it's any any criminal at all. If anybody just nope, I'm fucking we're, we're out of here. Fuck this. I wouldn't I wouldn't Imagine stop as a bus driver. <laughs> that also might be the safest though, because like that's when we would Batman's out and about. <laughs> Unless you're fucking a store clerk, apparently. <laughs> True. He can't be everywhere. Yeah. He's the man. He's not the myth or the legend. He's just the man. 
Um, so yeah, after having a bomb to his face, he then takes a bridge and a bus to his face. But he's fine. Uh, and also, this is a one-time use disposable suit, because then his cape is gone, which looks very weird. Yeah. And he... Unsettling. Has his motorcycle right there? Well, he, like, runs down an alley and then finds his motorcycle. Yeah, but it's 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 close. Yeah. But that makes no sense based on his starting point. Like, did he leave the funeral? Maybe that's why it took three hours for Batman to get there. He parked his bike Dude, by the police station. There's a couple of times where, like, a vehicle just shows up. Though. Oh, I know. And we're going to get to the other one. Yeah, but, like, eventually. Theoretically, this means that, like, he went, put on, he left the funeral as Bruce Wayne. He put on his bat suit, drove to the police station, left his bike like a block or two from the police station, then walked back to the building where the funeral was being held. He's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Just meandered there in his giant suit of armor to do his shit, hoping that at the end of all of this, the shenanigans were going to somehow lead to him going back to the police station and presumably getting a ride with the cops. To the police station. So that he would be close to his bike. Could happen. True. Uh, Maybe Gordon rode his bike there. That's possible. So he dips out. Where does he go next from like... He goes home, right? And this is the next time we see him and Alfred. Mm -hmm. uh, is this when Alfred is basically like, hey, you need to care about money? Yeah. Or was that the first time? I don't remember. Yeah, one of because one of these times Alfred's like, hey... We got accountants coming, and he's like, "I don't give a shit." And yeah, Alfred's that's like, the first, "That's the first time." Okay, and Alfred's like, "You, this is your family legacy." And he's like, "No, well, I'm doing Batman is my family legacy." But here's the main issue with him not giving a fuck about the Bruce Wayne side of things, at least like the financials of Bruce Wayne side of things. He can't keep being Batman without money. Well, yeah. So he needs to care about that a little bit. Like, it makes no sense. Like, I understand the whole like he's just really into this. Sure. But he also does need to at least give, like, 1% of a fuck about keeping the place. Like, even if it's just, Alfred, you handle it because I don't have time. Like, like that still shows, like, shows something. That shows some effort of, like, yes, I still do need the money to come in and keep coming in because otherwise I have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to continue the legacy of Batman if I have no way for to buy new contact lenses? Um. So, yeah, so this time around, it's... Oh, this is the a lot of regatta, yeah. Riddle. So that's why. So he comes back. Um, oh, and before the funeral, he did have another meeting with Alfred, where he got Alfred's cufflinks. Oh yeah. And he kind of had like a, but you're not family, and he was like, your dad treated me like family. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> 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 um, you're away, and you have to have cufflinks. Come on. And so, hi, kitty. Um. But yes, this is the this is the whole where they just after everything that's happened up to this point, they instead of going maybe we fucked up the riddle, they go maybe the Riddler's bad at Spanish, and so they think they've translated this into like a bad Spanish ver like a Google Translate version of stool pigeons of well specifically rat with wings, mm -hmm. and the t world's greatest detective. And former intelligence operative Alfred, their first thought, which, living in a New York, Chicago-style area, their first thought is pigeon, which I actually understand. Because there are two animals, generally, that have the rat with wings comparison. If you've lived in a city like New York, pigeons are 100% referred to as rats with wings. Um, 
like they you know they're the rats of the skies like that's very much a thing because they are like that scavenger so that one actually didn't bother me as like their first go-to was like stool pigeon we're looking for a mole like that being kind of where your mind goes actually makes sense Mm -hmm. so they just assume that the penguin's the stool pigeon Mm -hmm. because he's because he's the penguin and that's a bird Mm -hmm. that's right so yeah they figure that it's a stool pigeon and then their next thought is well we're thinking creatures with wings penguin neither of them think bat like that's because that's the next one they're like at no point in the history of creation has a penguin ever been called a rat with wings like it's only ever been i have pigeons and bats you 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 doing it just to prove me wrong in this one conversation yeah i just want to argue (laughs) um and it's definitely one of the things, what the, you guys, you guys decided to be the big dumb right here, right now. This is where it's not just Alfred, it's bled over. This is where Alfred's stupid training of Bruce is bleeding out. And uh, so they decide on a whim that the penguin lied and it's the penguin and they're going to go for him. So they go to go for penguin. So, well, not they, Batman and Gordon mm-hmm. go to go and... Presumably, Batman has teleported another vehicle. Yeah, Jesus. Because his car is there, but also nobody's ever no seen one's it seen before. it, including Gordon. Which means that he got a and we 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 know he got a ride there essentially with Gordon. Can you imagine that at a traffic light? <laughs> Just like over there's a cop and a dude in a Batman outfit. You're like what the fuck? And he leans out the window and goes, "Vengeance!" <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> Gordon's like, dude, you gotta stop doing that to everybody that we pass on. Um, so they head out there to where they know the penguin is supposedly being, and mother of God luck, Catwoman's there to steal money that she thinks is rightfully hers because mm-hmm. uh, Falcone was Falcone is her father, mm-hmm. and he basically just shunned her from childhood mm-hmm. and isn't currently like. He's aware of he's her as a person, but not, not that she's currently. his daughter that he ignored at a young age. Um, so she doesn't see it as stealing so much as just taking back what's owed from years of neglect. Which is valid. Um, and so she goes there, and all the dumb luck in the world, fucking almost a week later, they still have the Russian girl's body. <laughs> yeah, in, in a cop car. Uh-huh. Like, they have her body in a bag... It's been like a fucking week. No, this this whole movie takes place from the thirty first to the sixth. Huh? This whole movie takes place from October thirty first to November sixth. Okay, so but it's, it's at least been a couple days. It's been a couple days. At least. Um, like it's been a couple days, and they're just holding onto the body. Just cause, so that Catwoman can find it later. I don't really want to imagine why. <laughs> I don't either. If I'm being completely honest. Yep. We'll just sum this up to plot. Yeah, I, I can, yeah. obviously the reason it's there. Oh, 100%. And so they have her body and the cell phone? Is this where Catwoman gets her cell phone back? No, because she, so they come out and they're shooting at him. Yes. Um, she finds the body. That's when Penguin gets in a car and leaves. And yep. Bruce chases. And then she steals one of the bags of money from Corrupt Cop. Yeah. Who... She later kid kidnaps and she gets the phone from. That's him. right. Okay, yeah. So we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, 
And so... What's up? You want out? Oh, you're being that indecisive creature. Make up your goddamn mind. Um, and so, yeah, so they... Uh... <sighs> Words are hard. They chase? Well, so first we get what I will admit even though everything about it being there makes no sense, is a pretty fucking awesome reveal of the Batmobile. Oh, it's fucking tight, dude. Like, like it's like a monster roaring out of the darkness dude. in the way that it ignites. Also, it can be started from a distance, which just, again, adds to the technological inconsistencies of this world. Um, like, again, like it's always going to bother me, his fucking cape. Like, he doesn't have a normal Batman cape, but he has a remote-controlled, jet-powered vehicle. Yeah, remote starts have existed for a long time. It's the jet-powered on top of the remote start. It's a remote start. It just starts the engine. <laughs> yeah, it starts a jet engine yeah. with blue fire. Uh-huh. Blue fire's not but ridiculous. Also it looks cool. also, under the hood, too, so, like, does he have two engines? Apparently, I don't fucking, yeah. It's just a giant, the whole car is engine. No chassis. Nope. It's just all just engine. engine. Um... He starts it up, and based on literally everyone's reaction, this is the debut in this world. Like, it's not just the debut for us in the audience, because Gordon is like, what the fuck, at seeing this. So Gordon, obviously, one, has never seen this in his life, which means that it was just there. And he got it there somehow. Like, this is where some stuff that Zack Snyder did comes into appreciation of, like, Alfred being the man in the chair who's driving this shit from, like, remote control access back in, like... The thing. And it's, it's, it's that additional context that kind of makes you go, alright, at least I understand why it's there. But there is none, like, if anything, Alfred almost seems, like, pissed off that Bruce is doing anything Batman stuff. So I highly doubt he drove the car there remotely. Um, but it's, yeah, so it's just, it's there. Um, no one has uh, ever seen this before. So this is, he's apparently only been motorbiking and meandering around Gotham up until this point. Uh, he hops in and has the most pointless, unnecessary, destruction-filled car chase in the world that I can honestly think of. And I'm including the Fast and Furious movies. That's a bit of a stretch. In a Batman I, I would world, sure. I would argue that those were mostly necessary in those movies. This didn't need to happen at all. They know where the Penguin will be pretty much at any given time. They're not even 100% sure that, like, he's the stool pigeon. That's They're going off of, like, at best, a hunch. Literally. That's, like, they're going off of literally a hunch that turns out to be completely wrong, first off. Because, like, all of this is based off of Alfred fucking up Spanish. Yeah. Like, or them, all... Or them assuming that the Riddler fucked up Spanish. Yeah, because Alfred fucked it up. Well, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, But all of that stems from, like, Alfred fucked it up, which led to his assumption that Riddler fucked it up. Which led to a mistranslation, which led to them going after the penguin half-cocked. And instead of literally just being like, alright, cool, the penguin's gonna go to, like... Like, Batman could literally just gone to the Iceberg Lounge and waited for him. Um, where else is he gonna go? Exactly. Like, you know, pretty much guaranteed where he's gonna go at some point. Just go in his office at the Iceberg Lounge. Which, again, if you set the precedent of him sneaking in the office... Or like earlier in the film, he could literally do it again. Get in, he'd know where to go, he'd know where to wait, and the second penguin walks in, just start interrogating him. Because that interrogation also goes fucking nowhere. Yeah. But it's but, an enjoyable part but of the movie. We get well, we get the cool we get the cool trailer scene. That's I don't even think it's for the movie, I think it's for the trailer. 
Because all because the whole penguin, you know, the I got you, and then the explosion that Batman rides out of that was in the trailer. That was very much a we're gonna get everyone jizzing their pants off of this one trailer shot, oh, and then the upside down. Like when they have him handcuffed and they're talking to him, I thought that was better. Oh yeah, but you did you know? <laughs> I laughed out loud at this when when he flips the penguin's car. He gets down on his hands and knees and looks at the penguin <laughs> like this. <laughs> I fucking cracked up, dude. Do you maybe you know what made me laugh even earlier? When a transformer was in the movie. Like the semi is apparently Optimus Prime because the bunch of crashing cars transform into a fucking ramp for him to drive up. I was like, this this does like it was like a, a it was like a built ramp. And none of the cars were like ramp cars. Like, this was just out of, like, the burning wreckage of five cars. They all happened to melt perfectly into a ramp for him to drive out. I literally was like, this looks like a trip. Was the one guy who survived? Oh, no, don't. Any weight on top of this will crush me. (laughs) Just immediately. What is that sound? Literally, I was just waiting for, like, Bumblebee to fucking follow him out of the flames. I'm like, this is you. Oh, my God. This is. crossover we all needed. Yep. Just Optimus Prime and Batman solving crimes. (laughs) Pet Transformers. Yeah, that I that's where I laughed first. I'm like, oh my god, this could not have been more obviously just lucky. The ramp got built here. Oh my, that that was bad. That was that was a vision. Like that was that was something that massively took me out of the film. Is was just that jarring fucking ramp. There's a few of them. Also, luckily, uh, like, and Penguin probably should have died. Even with his seatbelt oh, yeah. on, like, even with his seatbelt on, which he had, because when the car lands upside down, he's, he's like, he's in the, in the seat. Even with his seatbelt on, he probably should have died. Like, best case scenario, he is unconscious and bleeding all over the place. That is his best hope in that accident. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he's dead and his body is not even in the car anymore. Scratches other than the scars. No, yeah, other than the scars he already had from his history, he's completely fine. So Batman drags him off, and uh, Gordon catches up to them, so they can interrogate him. And then Penguin gets to laugh at them and go, "You mean you morons? Rat with wings is not a penguin. Why, the world's greatest detectives." (laughs) Um. And then he also points out, hey, this random Italian gangster knows better Spanish than you are. It's URL. A lot of, it's a website. You fucks. Go away. Yeah. And once again, uh, Gordon didn't learn from the past, and they pull up his personal laptop. <laughs> Which this time, luckily, not a problem. And then what is the, I don't even remember the stupid riddle. They, they chat with Riddler. Um, and they're like the answer to the well, I think, I think the question is like what, what's a rat with wings or something? And he's like, is it a penguin? And they're like, oh, interesting. No, but dumbass. <laughs> interesting, you <laughs> fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. Um, and then that's when we get the the video reveal that shows the commissioner has been taken and he had rats attached to his body that's already happened 
Has it already happened? That happened we a totally while skip ago. over that completely. We skipped over that yeah, one. Thank God. Well, no, because that's well. I mean, because that's after yeah. Batman Escapes. We but, skipped over that completely. Yeah, whatever. But what did that riddle leave? Was that, that the? Was the rattle oh. a lot. That was the rattle a lot because inside the maze you black oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, we skipped over that completely. Well, this also shows how important every riddle is to this film. Yeah. So. Um. And how this film was not dragged out way like, longer than it should have been. That's where like, he gives him another riddle and it's, the answer's like orphans or something. And then he realizes, oh my god, he's going to try to kill Bruce Wayne. So he's driving back to the tower. Mm-hmm. And well, he, he's calling, like, blah, 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 calling, 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 calling. Well, no, because first, well, this this riddle leads them to the orphanage. Oh, duh, I'm dumb. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's the orphan too. comment specifically. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then they go, oh, the orphanage that the Waynes set up. So they go there. They see the drop heads that are hanging out there. That's and, where the videos play. Um, that's, that's where, yeah, that's where Batman tells a cop no guns. And the cop goes, you can go fuck right off. <laughs> cop, yeah, in this horrible. case, being Gordon. Yeah, where he's like, hey, no guns. Like, that's your rule. I'm a cop. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so they go in. And then, yeah, there's a video... Uh, is it like the video that's talking about the past involving Thomas yeah, Wayne? About Martha being yeah, Martha insane. being insane and um, Thomas Wayne making a deal with a crime lord to cover it up that led to the death of a reporter who was going to spill the beans. And uh, which is our first. Inc- I feel like that's a different video. I feel like it is too. Like, I feel like that's after I think the this bomb. One, this one is about the orphanage. I think so. Yeah, this is about the fund, like the orphanage yeah, and the funding and shit. I feel like that's right. Um, but then there's the sins of the father as a comment, which this is the first time Riddler is now breaking his mo. Because Riddler's whole point is to punish the guilty, the guilty that are responsible for the corruption in Gotham, and this is his first step in punishing an innocent. Yeah. And so this is the first time that we're really, like, this is the first, and this is the lesser of the two, because there are two big ones. This is one, the entire finale is the other one. Um, but this is the first time where it's like, this has nothing to do with your whole motivation and plan, and this actually goes against the Riddler's character throughout all of this. He is specifically targeting those that are currently actively guilty in all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that really kind of only seems to work if he knows that Batman is Bruce and this is just a way of keeping him in the game that he thinks he's already willingly playing to begin with. But when you realize after the fake out that he does not know that Batman is Bruce, it again, it, it takes that away and it, and it, and it turns his MO from we need to punish the guilty to you rich person who had more than me. And it's not fair that everyone talked about Bruce Wayne and they didn't talk about me instead. Which, again, it varies heavily from his initial motivation, which you cannot chalk up under, oh, it's just because he's insane. No. Because psychopaths and serial killers generally have a very strict, like, that's why they're able to get caught. They have a strict pattern that they tend to follow and stick with based on a singular motivation. And so to completely 180 that, um, it's kind of like, oh, what was the, there's a movie we reviewed where... Up until a certain point, it was working, and then like the villains' mo one eighties, like halfway through the movie, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" I can't even remember what it was. Sounds bad. <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie. I'm sure it was one that we reviewed as bad. I don't even. I don't want to Google it. Um, pull up our own videos to see what movie it might have been. Oh, it was Eternals. 
Oh, I was going to say Eternals, too. Remember, we're like, Icarus's whole point is like, we need to, or I think it was that, where it's like, you know, we need to do what the Celestials want, and then at 180, so just, I'm going to also just murder all of you because I'm bad now. Mm-hmm. That's the same kind of thing, like, wait, well, you, you had a specific motivation, and then that just changed. And this is the first time we see that, where it's just, based on his own internalized logic, it makes no sense for him to go after Bruce Wayne. But he does. And that's where, yeah, we get the slow motion of Alfred. The the back and forth of him trying to get to Wayne Manor in time and calling Alfred, who won't answer the phone. Because as it turns out, he was already too late by the time he found the clue to begin with. Because of, you know, the unnecessary car chase that he did. That just, that, that's another fucking, you know, fallout. Like, because of this car chase, Alfred got blown up. Um... So did like a few did, soccer mops. Right. <laughs> Quite a few. And a couple long haul drifters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay there. They're hurting the economy, so it's or the environment, so it's good. Cool. You know, a couple less truckers in the world. I mean, granted all of their oil and gasoline is burning into the environment, but that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, so it turns out he was too late because Alfred found a this is obviously from the Riddler and opened it and it was a bomb with a fireproof envelope. Labeled to the Batman inside, attached to the bomb. You know what I didn't get? Is Bruce Wayne shows up as Bruce Wayne to um, to his house uh-huh. after it happens. And the cop is like holding the for the Batman thing and shows yeah. it to him. Shows it to Bruce. Like, um, I, I mean, if, you're, if you've been watching the news, you'd probably know about those. It also might have just been like, hey, you, you were the next Riddler target. Yeah, I don't know. I just like you could have said that. I don't know. I, I agree. I don't no, know why. I agree. It, it's like it seems super convenient that he gets shown it too. Right. No, I, I agree. And it says like "see you in hell." And I, it's one of those things where I feel like these, like from a meta perspective, I feel like these were just kind of like ways to make, like, to add to the belief that the Riddler knew who they were, kind of a thing. Like, oh, he sent these together to the same person. I don't. But at the same time, I mean, like, the For the Batman, I guess, was attached to every other victim, so never mind on that one. Um, so, yeah, so he goes, uh, I actually thought Alfred might die in this movie. Like, he had such little screen time yeah, that it was exactly. actually kind of believable that they might just kill him off. Kill Alfred. Um, I also like that when Alfred wakes up from his coma, the first thing he says is, you lied to me, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to that. That's oh. that. That's that. Everything that he does in that whole combo with him is the epitome of this. Bruce is a moron. Um, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same issue from Uncharted, where it's like you are trusting the obviously wrong people mm-hmm. for no reason other than so a scene can happen in the yeah. movie. Um. Because he trusts the the obvious crime lord over the man who raised him. Um, this is where that video plays, by the way. The one about yep. Thomas Wayne and the Arkhams and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, so that, that comes out. He sees that. Then he does the most... Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire thing? No, 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 no. He, he does the most just stupid... Uh, crime wall, or should we say crime floor? Because this is where he goes back. He drags the table. So yeah, he drags a table that he can barely drag. That the whole time, all I'm thinking as I'm watching him like shirtlessly drag the table, like you look smaller than ever right now. As they're trying to show off your feet of strength, 
you are you are too small for Bruce Wayne in this movie. <laughs> Buddy, you needed more time in the gym. I don't care if you don't like it. You signed up for this role. You needed more time to bulk up, buddy. <laughs> um, so that he can take the time to paint everything on the... Like, can you imagine if that's just what he does? And, like, just Alfred has to just periodically deal with, like, re just redoing the floor. Because Batman has spray-painted, like, a crime thing just to try to figure out what's going on. Like, he doesn't have a fucking chalkboard. Like, he just doesn't have, like, a whiteboard <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> It's better than spray painting your fucking living room floor. No, I don't disagree with you. I just think that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, it would. I mean, at the or, shut up. or even just like like you know like a glass like a glass whiteboard type of a thing, something that's like a logical like, hey, yeah, I yoinked this from the like just yeah, I stole this from the police precinct one of the times I was in there. I use this because I don't. Not wanna, the time I was passed out, but yeah, like the other. I don't want to spend times. my. Mo- I don't want to use my money on a whiteboard. Um, but like, no, he's spray painting all of this shit in a giant circle on the ground. It, it reminded, which again, it's one of those we're gonna do this because it's gonna look cool in the trailer, and people will be asking a billion questions. But it won't be like I like I thought that was gonna be like some kind of like a riddle. From the Riddler, because you had like Sins of the Father question mark, the Riddler's logo in the middle. Like, okay, this is obviously something from the Riddler that he's finding. Nope, this is what he drew to solve the crime. It reminded me actually of uh, the first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. In a good way or a bad way? Um, it was. I think it was done well in that movie. It was logical because he does something similar, but he's drawing out because like the whole point is he's essentially trying to like catch this guy who's using the guise of magic as a way that he's able to accomplish this stuff. And he's essentially trying to figure this out. So he draws, like, the whole pentagram. Because, like, one, based on the era, they don't exactly have giant crime boards to to draw shit on. But he's also trying to, like, essentially use, like, kind of, like, throw himself into the magic side of things as a way to get in the head of the bad guy. So he draws, like, the whole giant pentagram on the ground is, like, putting all the magical shit in its proper places. I was like, all right. I liked that there because it made sense for the era, the crime specifically he was trying to solve, and the manner he was trying to solve it. This is literally just, I decided spray painting my floor was better and less time consuming than using a whiteboard. But I had to push this really heavy ass table out yeah. of the way. Yeah, like. Before I could do that. And that's the thing, that's why like it just begs that question of like, do you do this periodically? Like, one, have you just never needed a board to like put the clues together before or do you just like ruin one room in the house at a time in trying to figure out everything about your past <laughs> what if there's a joker room <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bane the bane room would be the rec room <laughs> spray painting all the weights <laughs> that he de- obviously doesn't use right exactly um, and so he then, from there, and the video, he goes and he confronts Falcone, mm-hmm. who says, yeah, your dad hired me to kill a dude. What's up? Yeah. Like, you know, your your dad paid me to take care of a problem because he wanted to be elected mayor. Whoops. 
Um, and then he goes back to Alfred. Who wakes up, and this is where we wakes get... Wakes up and smiles. And it, the first thing is, you're a fucking liar. You you're like, oh. liar. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, my dad was a terrible person because a crime boss told me he killed a man. He paid to kill a man. He's like, no, here's what actually happened. A reporter was trying to ruin your dad's reputation because your dad wanted to be elected. Um, he reached out to someone he admits he shouldn't have. That guy went, oh, perfect opportunity. I can kill this dude and then have something to hold over. So I'll have the new mayor in my pocket. That's what happened. When he was like, fuck no, you're not going to make me do what you want. That night, I'm going to come clean on everything that happened. That's the same night that his parents were killed in the alley. And then they do the biggest cop-out in history, which, again, it's you're either going to love it or hate it. Where they go... Maybe he was murdered by a crime lord. Maybe it was a random crime. And it was a random robbery. We'll and we'll never know. know. I'm like, we know. In this world, it's not a random crime. You were murdered on purpose. Because the timing is way... Like, you can't put in the giant coincidence and then go, but maybe it wasn't that. Maybe, it's maybe it was a random thug. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> and so, like, it felt to me like the cop-out... It felt like one of those cop-outs to appease comic book fans... Kind of like the MJ change in Spider-Man where like, we're going to cast someone who looks and acts nothing like actual comic book MJ. And we're going to call her MJ, but that will change what that means. It won't be Mary Jane. It'll be whatever it was. And then we can have our cake and eat it too. We can still have MJ, but we can do it in a way that probably won't piss off comic book fans because it's a different character. And I feel like that's what this move was. It was, you know, we'll have our origin story... And our drastic change to it. Because, like, the whole point of Batman's origin is it needs to be a random mugging. Because that's what essentially prevents him from being the Punisher. Is it's about vengeance, not revenge. You know, it's about justice. It's not about getting back at the person who solved the crime. And so with it being a random mugging, the whole point is crime has gotten so bad that, yeah, a dude's going to murder two people that are trying to help the city to fucking buy a sandwich type of a thing. And so... It kind of needs to be that, just that Joe Chill, that random mugging in the alleyway, not because of something larger. That undercuts that origin story. And I feel like this was their way of going, yeah, it's part of something larger, but we'll put that we'll never know on there from a trusted character so that we can we can so do can our stay, thing. So we can stay open-ended. Yeah, so we can pretend that we're honoring the comics while also drastically changing it to our own thing. So, and this is the conversation, This it's this conversation where he plays the, you're not my dad card, right? No. Is it the earlier one with the, yeah, with the cufflinks? Really, 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 no, it was before that. It's not the first one. Yeah, it is. Is it? It's the first one. I fucking, it's been two weeks since um, I watched this movie. And then that's when he looks up and he sees the bat signal in the sky. And he goes uh, there and Gordon shows up at the same time and they're like, wait, he and they go up and Catwoman's up there beating the shit out of that cop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so leave, leaving out from the hospital to not die. Yeah, that's where they go up. And yeah, she's got him on the roof. Just, Tied up. Uh-huh. Just beating the shit out of him. Because he is directly responsible for her friend getting murdered. Yeah. Because he has a phone on her, which has a non-deleted voicemail... That perfectly records her getting murdered out. Here's all the issues I have with this. One, why the fuck did they keep Catwoman's phone? Why did they take Catwoman's phone? Because, like, 
the the reason they took Catwoman's phone is so that she doesn't find this out until they need her to at this point in the plot. That's why they took her phone. Like meta wise, that's why. Because in universe, there's no there's no reason for them to take her phone out of literally anything. But I wanted a second cell phone. Like there's no reason why. Like if you're going in to kidnap someone, you're not going to just steal a random cell phone you see on the table. Two, this girl who was presumably tied up immediately was able to make a phone call have that go unnoticed have that go unnoticed long enough that she's able to record this entire conversation but also just the call conveniently ended right after she got choked out Mm -hmm. just again like just that that one's a nitpick 100% just it was weird that it happened and right there instead of carrying on any amount afterward like the phone died when she did um but it wasn't taken off of her. Like, they didn't search her for a phone or a weapon of any kind. They just went, all right, we snagged her. They apparently... Because, like, the only way this happens is they grab her. They don't check her for anything. They don't tie her up. They leave her hands free. They're not watching her at all, so she's able to make the call in the first place. But also, that means that, like, they've got her phone. They've got Catwoman's phone also. No one heard, felt, or saw the incoming call. I honestly don't give a shit about this plot point. It's so obvious that it was needed just to move the plot yeah. forward. Yeah, well, that's that's it's my like, point. Like, fuck. that's that's why. Like, this one bothers me for that reason. Is It's like, the phone is the, like, it makes no sense at all for this phone call to be recorded on her phone. Like, nothing about that makes sense at all. It's, it's definitely, I think, one of, if not the biggest plot hole in the film. Because it makes no sense for it to exist. For a point for Catwoman to have any access to it but she does um and this is where we get the biggest kill or not yeah she's like gonna kill him yeah she's like oh cool i got you here we're all the same side let's murder him yeah yeah i'm with a cop in batman we're gonna kill a dude and batman's like what the fuck do you think like no don't (laughs) become them don't kill like don't kill and so she realizing that like her only chance at killing Falcone is to get away from Batman. Cause he's not going to help him murder. <coughs> um, she throws the dude off the roof so that they'll be distracted and she can make her escape. <laughs> uh, which works. They stop to save the cop and send him away to be arrested. And also now the cop knows where the bat signal is. So they better move it to a different building. Hopefully. <laughs> right. Hopefully, um, at some point. And, uh, what's up, Funky Man? I don't know, you said the Hellcat's sick. Find the realistic Batmobile. I don't know, we're way past the Batmobile. Yeah, sorry, we um, missed that. <laughs> we talked about that forever ago. It is a tight ass Batmobile, though. I like the sound more than the look. I don't, I don't, like, having seen it fully in action, I don't hate the look as much as I did when I saw, like, a still of it. Mm. Um,. I don't know. I like the less realistic. I like. I love like the. I love Zack Snyder's Batmobile. Like it felt very Arkham and very comic book sci-fi, which I that's what I wanted from a comic book movie, for me. But that's personal aesthetic. Uh, and so then. They go and she is able to get in. Still, 
up to this point, no one sees it as a red flag that she's going to go in and talk to Falcone. So she goes in and uh, no one hears the gunshots that happened in that room, by the way. Well, by the time she starts shooting, Batman's there, right? Well, no, because he turns the he disables the power right when she goes to start shooting. Yeah. Um, she misses from close range, but it's not unrealistic that she would miss, despite still being able to see him right up until she, like right when she goes to pull the trigger. Um. But there is like a good thirty seconds to a minute in between when Batman starts fighting those dudes and when she has pulled that trigger. So all of those guards that are standing outside do not react to her shooting at their boss. Mm. Well, someone shooting at someone, at least. like in the, There's no, like, let's make sure that it's okay. Like, and, you know. Maybe they assumed it was him shooting her. It's, which is possible. Um, but then there's also, like, shouting at her for shooting at them, and they don't come to that either. So, yeah, so she's trying to kill them, and Batman accidentally or on purposely stops that from happening with turning the power off. And then we get... So this was actually done with practical effects. The uh, lighting up. The, like, basically, you know, seeing it in small bursts oh, as they're yeah, shooting. Yeah. That was done practically. That wasn't, like, CGI or... Oh, that's cool. Um, which was cool. Uh, it was really annoying having him just tank an army of machine guns. A lot of bullets. Which, again, lot. especially after we saw, like, a, a single round from a pistol kind of made him go, ugh. Like implying that his suit functions like actual body armor and you still feel like you're getting punched when you get shot. He is being shot from close range by a myriad of much more powerful bullets. Automatic rifles. Yeah. That are shooting a higher caliber at a closer range. So it should feel like eight dudes are just beating the ever-loving shit out of him. And he's fine. And, like, the worst part is you could fix that so easily. Like, have him be behind them. So, like, the elevator opens, like, and he's not in it. He's, you know, gone through the vents, diehard style or something, and he's behind them, and so they start shooting at it, and he's beating them up from behind one at a time, and maybe he gets halfway through before they realize what's going on. It's like, there's ways to not give him the immense plot armor that he has, and have him feel like Batman a little bit more. Like, even, like, even, like, using the excuse of, like, early stage Batman, that's why he's wearing thick-ass armor, I don't like that mostly because there's no incentive for him to evolve out of that. Like, using the Arkham games as an example, he doesn't have, like, body armor that's fully bulletproof until the third game when he's about to go to war against, like, the entire fucking... all of Gotham and Arkham, like, all of that combined. It's it's literally a one-man army versus waves and waves of soldiers and tanks and all of this shit. And so it's like, cool, my agility's not enough. Um, in fact, that's actually why, like, in the comics, originally, the reason why we got the bright yellow bat logo was to incentivize people to shoot there. That was the only spot on his outfit that was bulletproof. Um, and so that's why it was, like, that bright yellow. It's like, if you're going to shoot, you're going to shoot at what you can see, and the only thing you'd see is that yellow looming out of the darkness. And so that's what you'd aim for. And so, like, this way, if he couldn't dodge it, at least they'd be shooting for the one bulletproof spot on his body type of a thing that was the original like logic behind that look of the they character they mentioned that in arkham knight too uh, oh that's right arkham knight says that and so so it, i don't know for me it is it's it's more it's a little bit more weird and again this this kind of adds like the evolution of the character instead of starting out 
more stealth based because he's not a walking tank that's bulletproof in head to toe. Like that, that kind of speaks to his looks, his gadgets, his whole style as a character. All of that's gone because he's just impervious to bullets. He's he's more like Iron Man than Batman in his suit. Oh, this yeah. Despite the fact that again he has no armor from the waist down and from the neck up. I mean, he's tanked a lot of shots and a fucking bomb at this point. Yep, and a bridge and a bus. <laughs> and a bridge and a bus. <laughs> um. So he beats all of them. He goes in, and he stops Selena from killing the dude. Yeah, because at this point the recording is played now that mm-hmm. was left. So yep, and that kind of fucks with her. A little bit more, just hearing that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so he, he stops her from becoming a murderer in his eyes. And uh, then he walks Falcone outside, and Falcone gets sniped by... Well, first, the Penguin, who is still not in jail. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Um, he made it from where they left him handcuffed in front of an abandoned building. Um, he made it all the way back to the Iceberg Lounge. (laughs) Um, and yeah, has not been arrested despite the myriad of crime, like the bridge incident alone. Like that's murder that Mm -hmm. he's not been arrested for. Mm -hmm. And no one's trying to arrest Batman for that either. Like I understand Gordon letting it slide a little bit. Cause like, he's like, I need you to help solve this shit or whatever, but you know all the other police there should be an ape a massive apb out for batman and the penguin should have been arrested multiple times at this point so they they he goes outside and kind of makes you know because the villain falcone is making a whole big speech about like i own all the cops in gotham and then they're like not all of them and then presumably every not corrupt cop is outside with gordon ready to arrest him and then he taunts the penguin who pulls out a gun to just mow him down but before he can kill him the penguin does i mean the riddler does (laughs) And again, he does not like. They don't arrest. The, they just go. Oh, it was he attempted. It was attempted murder, not actual murder. He didn't shoot him. He was just gonna. Yeah. So he was gonna do it, but he didn't. So it's fine. It's totally. It's totally okay. We'll just no big deal. And so he's again not arrested at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's gonna open the door for him to be the new crime boss because Falcone's now dead. And they look up. They see the Riddler's there. He's been. A block. He's been literally right outside the Iceberg Lounge this entire time. They go there, and someone happened to see him run into a coffee shop, which makes you wonder if, like, the Riddler intentionally planned that, because he also seems to be waiting to get arrested. Like, it's weird. Like, why not just wait in your room? Yeah, I don't... Like, again, it's one of those things that, like, feels like it was just there for the... Um, for the trailer, because yeah. it adds that that cool scene for the trailer where they arrest him and the camera pans down, and because trailers are usually footage from the beginning of the movie, you kind of think that's going to be an early thing rather than a late thing. Um, but he's clearly waiting to be arrested; otherwise, he just paints question marks in his coffee before he drinks them for fun. Um, so he's he he very like everything about that. He's very much seemingly he was. We know he was because that's the next part of his plan is he wanted to be in Arkham before yeah. the flooding happened, so he's safe. He's safe. Because there's not, you know, a bunch of skyscrapers that would also be safe in the regular city. Also, his building was on, like, the th- his apartment yeah. was on like, the third or fourth floor. Like, the flooding doesn't go so... Like, he would have been fine in his room. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so he runs away and apparently has someone tell the cops where he ran to so they can arrest him. Mm-hmm. Which, again, that's just time that was wasted that 
this didn't need to be a three-hour movie. God, no. Um, so they go in there. They find all the details. It turns out he was like a financial analyst that stumbled upon a boatload of financial inconsistencies. Then he pulled at that thread and was able to figure out from that kind of everything that happened. And that's why he was aware of all what happened in the past. And that put him on his mission to bring the dark history of Gotham to light. Um, there's the kind of finale clue because there's out of all the cages one of them has a bat and the finale clue is oh it's a video but the video is locked yeah um and they look around while they're look well while they're looking around that's when he gets a phone call gordon does yep it's like riddler wants to talk to you so he goes to Arkham because he's also looking around and he sees a bunch of things saying, like, I know who you are. And the video yeah. is called Gotham Unmasked. Yep. And, and so he's like, I'm pretty sure this Batman thing's over. Yeah, there's a very strong implication that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Also, this is the worst crime tech group. Like, their CSI is horrible. Mm-hmm. Because nobody pulled up the carpet at any point Mm-mm. in this room. Which becomes very important later on. Like, this was not a thoroughly checked room because the answer was under the rug. Literally. Like, the answer was swept under the rug. <laughs> um, so he goes there and the dialogue is such... Because he keeps going, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Bruce and you're like, oh, he knows. He figured this out. Which really worried me at first. I was like, are you really going to do the whole villain knows who it is in the first movie? Like, come on. Because that's a trope that's overdone and needs to stop. Like, the fact that Bane... Like, it took Bane... Bane in the comics was, I think, the first... Like, the, the quickest one to figure out that Bruce Wayne was Batman. It was the Riddler. But it was... Actually, huh? it was the Riddler. Well, I mean, timeline... Chronologically, the Riddler made that at first. But the fastest, from when they first met to um, when it was solved, I believe was Bane. I don't... Because um, Bane did it in less than a year. Um, of from when he met, like from the, their first interaction of like his first fight with Batman to when he solved that Batman was Bruce, it took like less than a year. That was one of the that was one of Bane's crowning achievements with his on the intelligence side, and then that leads to Bane snapping his back. Um, and so, but like that's the thing. It's like it's a year out of this interaction and stuff, and honestly. The fact that Bruce Wayne is the recluse that he is, it makes it even less realistic that someone would figure out that the two are the same. In in my opinion, like I could see an argument for making it more realistic that someone would solve it. Like, hey, there's this billionaire that doesn't literally does nothing. Maybe that's the guy that's beating the shit out of people. Who knows? But also, this city's full of a bunch of rich people that just do fucking nothing. And, and that's true. And plus, on top of that, like there's such a view of the elite here that yeah, I don't. If Bruce Wayne is being shit on for not being a philanthropist, I don't see people going, oh, well, it's obviously because he's helping the city by beating up bad guys at night. <laughs> Why isn't he uh, donating to any charities? Oh, it's because he's putting on a costume of beating the shit out of people. At, like, exactly. In the morning. Um, and so, like... Yeah, it was... I'm trying to think where I was going with this. But yeah, so... So he goes there, and the Riddler's like, aren't you so happy at our plan coming to fruition? Because, like, we're buddies. And, this, and he's like, no, we're not. You're we're a friends. psychopath. You're weird, dude. It's like, you're insane. Like, no. And then the Riddler starts, like, crying. Freaking out. And freaking out. 
Um, and that's when he realizes that, like, the Riddler's shit isn't done and there's something else to solve. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the Riddler cave. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, no one has touched the carpet. And he's looking around and he picks up the tool that started it all. Because that's there for some reason. Yeah, all the evidence is in that room. You know, so there's like, it's like, it's in a box of evidence. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, yeah, it's all of the evidence leading, like, to solve this crime is for some reason in the Riddler's apartment. Like, that's not a thing. You don't just go, hey, let's pull all the evidence to the newest crime scene and see what's, what we find. Um, but luckily while there, they, uh. Martinez. Um, yeah, Martinez, the cop who at the beginning hated Batman and now likes Batman, um, is like, hey, my uncle did carpets for a living. That's a tool to rip up carpet. Luckily, and he's the only, which, this one could have been made better by just having more than one cop there. Like, that alone would have made it slightly better, but he's literally the only cop there. Apparently, he's just the one to guard these crime scenes. Mm -hmm. Terribly, but he's the one to guard these crime scenes. Yeah. Um... (laughs) And so he's there by himself, and uh, yeah, he he pulls the carpet up. Yep, and sees underneath, all the blinking lights, and it says a real change. He goes over to the video. He doesn't immediately tell anyone to check out those spots. No, like those blinking that's, lights are there for no reason. Yeah, like here's a map of the city with specific spots marked with blinking lights. The first thing you would do. Is just Gordon send people here and there and every, like send co- choppers, send something, but these spots are marked by the Riddler. Also, all of those spots are along the seawall. Uh huh. Hmm. Huh. I wonder what this could mean. So he types in an, the real change and, and that unlocks the video. And the video is the Riddler live streaming to his 500 followers the plans to do terrible things and there's there are like there were little things in the chat that i appreciate like people like telling each other like where to go to buy the costumes they can all dress up as riddler goons rifles like yeah like don't forget your cling ramp right like the little things like that i did actually appreciate like the replies but yeah this dude has 500 has a a small following of 500 followers (laughs) Um, um, and that's where he also lays out the plan of like everybody's going to be here at uh, Gotham Square Garden. Yep. Because that's going to be the city's last shelter. Yeah. And that's this, also where the new mayor. This is hole in the ground is the city's shelter to protect them from floods. From hurricanes. Lot, which is which, which floods. Is water. <laughs> yeah, the hole in the ground with a glass ceiling is where people go to be yeah. safe from flooding flooding water of any kind. That because that makes sense. So, and at this point, you'd think honestly, you'd, oh my, we're gonna rant slightly. The movie should have been done when the Riddler got arrested. Like, cool. God, like yes. the lessons were learned because now to have and this is where like the biggest issue of like you didn't need the movie, but the problem is there's the studio logic of we have to end the film on an action set piece. That's the problem. Like you have to have that. You can't. And so. Because of that, which I mean, the studio, whether it's the studio or the director, who fucking knows? I'm not, I don't want to blame one or the other, like, or both or neither. It's just because someone decided that they have to have the action set piece at the end. Because ultimately, up until this point, Batman has not solved a damn thing. He has not protected anyone for, who was involved in this. In fact, he outright got Falcone killed. 
A um, lot of innocent people on a highway. A lot of innocent people on a highway. Never forget the Gotham Highway incident. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, this has basically just been, like, the Batman being one to five. Despite solving the riddles immediately, also being, like, five steps behind the riddler this entire Literally time. so dumb. Um, so... Yeah, what happens is the Riddler's plan works. He blows up the yeah, seawall. Um, starts to flood. The but and while it starts to flood, the mayor is gonna have a big like, "Hey, I won because the other guy was dead." Speech. Because <laughs> um, everyone's gathering there anyway for the mayoral speech. Um, and uh, while there, a bunch of Riddler goons are up on the ceiling with guns, ready to start unloading on. At bare minimum, the mayor. At maximum, the entire crowd. Which, again, means that he has greenlit a bunch of people to just kill a bunch of innocents. These are not, like, the corrupts. This is this is the new mayor. She has nothing involved. Like, yeah, she's involved she's literally the one that you want elected because the previous one was a corrupt piece of shit. This is a mayor who isn't corrupt. This is a mayor who's not tied to a bunch of shit, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um... And he's, so like, this is, again, where we completely dip out of his motivation as a character. Like, this is a complete, yet another complete 180 after the Bruce Wayne 180. Where it's just like, alright, now that this has happened, we're going to drown the citizens of Gotham and murder the new mayor. Even though that's all of the innocence that I was trying to, (laughs) like, get out from under the thumb of corruption. this is the exact opposite of what I really wanted to do. Exactly. And so, so they're all up on the ceiling, but luckily Batman rains glass down on all of the innocent on people below. Right? Because he makes the largest, like, I would maybe get it if it was like a small pane, like just big enough for him to break through to get in there. Plus there's just other, like he's got grappling hooks, so he could have just come in from the ground. He didn't need to swing in from the roof. But it's so much cooler if he blows if the he whole blows fucking roof up. up. Like it's not even like he smashes through the glass. He literally has, lo- he has taken the time. To line the entire fucking roof with bombs. <laughs> he's, up there like, he's up there like meticulously laying like, strips. Like putting strips of he's C4. He's like, oh my god, no, they're loading those rifles. <laughs> okay, almost done. <laughs> almost done. Alright, let's see. Oh, they've hooked themselves to the top of the... Here, I gotta keep that in mind. Oh, man. I mean, like... Oh. I really oh, hope they, they don't start shooting business. yet. I really hope they don't start shooting yet. Oh, come on, come on, come on. And then the Trying water as fast comes as I in. Can. Oh, there's water coming in from... Oh, my God. He's oh, almost... Jesus. I've only got three of the four sides done. <laughs> so he blows up the ceiling, comes crashing through to fight all the Riddler goons. Does the mayor get shot here? Or is she shot before Batman shows up? Yes. So the mayor goes out to try to like calm people down, right? And then gets well, shot in the fucking and stomach. And all the cops are like, no, 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 you don't go out. And she goes out anyway, which also, no. The cops would just be like, fuck, like, we'll handcuff you to a fucking wall if we have to. You're, You're not, not going, going out, there. out there. There's a fuck ton of shooters on the ceiling. You're not going to go try to reason with them. Well, they don't You're know the, the shooters new- are there yet because all the radio stuff is down, right? They can't call anybody. And so they don't know the shooters are there yet. They just know that it's flooding and it's dangerous. They know the shooters are coming. Do they? Because, yeah, because of the, the video that Batman already found. Let's, hey, shooters, let's get together and go to the place. Yeah, but how did, I don't remember that. I don't think they know where they are, but they know that they're there somewhere. Oh, because, yeah, okay. like, the point isn't, don't go out, you'll drown. It's, no, you will get shot. 
Like, we're not letting our brand new mayor go out into an active, a, what's about to be an active shoot of, shooter spot. Like, hey, we know there's a sniper somewhere. You're not walking out in that room. Um, she goes out anyway and is immediately, because I remember thinking, she's going to get shot. She's 100%, the second she walks outside, she's getting shot. This is happening. And if it doesn't, like, that'll be worse plot armor than Batman has had but this entire movie. But after it's all said and done, when he's, like, helping her out of the she's water, not even she's hurt. not even hurt. No. Oh, I know. That, yeah, when she's in the water with a building on top of her, she's fine. She's not even hurt. Um, so yeah, she walks out, is immediately, like, gut shot. Mm-hmm. Not a good place to get shot, in case it's you're wondering. Terrible. Like, watch any Western You kind of tend to fucking bleed out if you get shot. Yeah, like and, like, it's your intestines slow. tend to just poison your body from the inside it's out. It's slow. Um, she gets gut shot. And then shot. she's also in ocean water. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she gets gut shot. She gets immediately dragged back with basically just every cop being like, you fucking, we told you. you more, fuck you. And then, then ceiling explodes. Yep. Batman comes in. He starts beating the shit out of people while also getting shot. Close range with a rifle. With rifles and shotguns and everything. Um, the first time he knocked a dude off. Oh, also Catwoman's here. Oh, yeah. She's trying to leave and the guy's like, the city's flooding. Get inside. And yep. she's like, oh, okay. I'm gonna go, I'm just going to go inside. Because then she looks down and a little bit of water starts to run by her foot. She very much could still leave. Yep. But she decides to go inside. See, like, I feel like this building only works if they, you know, have like the Costco style like sealable doors and they close those, but they don't. And so it's just it's just oh, regular all, glass well, doors. The whole front is glass too. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's just it's a it's a bunch of glass doors that like all the water comes in to fill the fucking bottom of this basin. Um so yeah, so Batman's up there fighting. At one point he gets he gets knocked off. And he's like hanging is, from like the jumbotron. Has a bunch of dudes shooting at him from point blank range, but apparently no one can aim for the head. Although I guess if they did, it wouldn't matter because his mask is bomb proof. So I guarantee it's bulletproof. It's definitely bulletproof too. His leather mask is bulletproof. Um, but like seriously, like at, with where he is, you could literally walk up to him, put your gun in his mouth, and pull the trigger. Like. He's just hanging there. He doesn't like jump off and grab. This is the other issue fact, with like the realistic grapples. They do that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's just hanging there. He sees a canister, and I'm like, oh, he's going to be worried because this is a canister that's a bomb. Like it's an explosive canister, right? No, it's a smoke canister. So that that's probably the origin story of how he's going to have smoke bombs later on, because mm. he's not stealthy yet, so he probably hasn't thought to make a smoke bomb for himself. Uh, he, he blasts that and then pulls himself up now that they're not shooting at him. Goes and fucks him up. He goes and he's fucking him up. At one point, I legit, this, and this is where, he starts knocking people off, but this is where because of like the way he grappled and the fact that he has been kneecapping people with his grappling hook this whole movie, I legitimately thought he was just grappling people one at a time through the legs and then tossing them off the building and dangling them by their knees. I 100% oh, thought God, that was happening. Can you imagine that pain, <laughs> Um, but not he's not, he's just, they all have like their hooks that they basically did to like make sure they didn't fall to their death. And so he's lucky for him. They all did that. And so he's just throwing them all off the building one at a time. Um, the last until guy. last guy shotguns him away, but doesn't literally, go flying backwards at all. Despite physics. Point blank in the chest with like a 12 gauge. Yep. Batman goes flying. The dude stands there stationary. 
which is He's not like, what would happen. Ew. They should have both gone flying. Yeah. Like, just, that's how guns work. He should have shown some sort of... At the bare minimum, like, a fucking kickback, but, like, way more and than that, because physics. There's fucking, like, minute and a half segment where Batman's hanging now again, uh-huh. and he's like, nah, nah, because bullets have really hurt him this entire fucking movie. Right. Um, and the guy, like, slowly awful. walks up, unloads the shotgun, reloads the shotgun, gets down on one knee and puts the barrel right against his head, and then Catwoman fucking shows up. Yep. Like, she shows up to knock him back. There's some more fighting. Batman gets knocked down again. Well, so she knocks the dude down, pulls him up. That's right. And, and then he's... she's like, you're going to be okay. And then the guy grabs her and pulls her off him. Yep. And Batman is, for the second time ever in this movie, actually injured to a point of it having effect. And he pulls out a vial of something. Now, every, a lot of people initially assumed adrenaline because he basically gets an adrenaline boost. But also, it's very green. And usually, and a unnamed aggressive. vial of green shit. Yeah, and he goes on like, a, I'm going to murder you. Mm. Like, he's about to murder this guy. I would argue he probably did, but... That guy's fucking dead, dude. Are you kidding me? He punched his nose cavity in between his eye sockets. Like, Like he had to. 30 fucking times. Um, And so, it's definitely possible this is the Venom tease. Which, again, it's jarring of, like... It's like this... It's like they don't know whether they want to go realistic or comic book-y. And it just... They just... It's like they... It's almost like they have, like, for every choice that they make, there's a dartboard. (laughs) And it's just... All right. Comic book realistic. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, all right, if it's red is comic book, black is realistic, bullseye means that uh, dark side shows up. All right, go. And they're going to just throw. They hit a bullseye first throw. <laughs> bullseye, bullseye means we use the Joker in this movie. <laughs> bullseye first throw. Mulligan? Well, Come on, guys. Mulligan, please. I don't want to put him no in No one here. was watching, right? We don't need another Joker. Um, and... Uh, so he puts that in, almost murders the dude. Luckily, Gordon also off. has gotten to the ceiling at this point and is able to like talk him down. He pulls him off and he's yeah. like, hey man, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, Then they shit, look I'm over gonna... and they see a giant cable of electricity that's about to fry everyone in the water. So Batman, I think we've seen it once before, but everyone wondered at the debut of this character if what was in his chest was he made the bat symbol out of the broken gun that killed his parents because there was a single comic book that did that one time no this is even dumber than that because personally i think that was dumb i'm like he's not gonna hold on to that gun like no guns except for the one that killed my mother and dad that's my that's my bat symbol Ugh. this is worse than that it's his bat knife because you can't even call it a battering. Because we don't know that it's capable of that because he never uses it. Never throws it. Is it is just a stationary double-sided knife that is magnetized to his chest that he pulls out and he jumps to cut the cable. He definitely gets electrocuted. Yet another time he should have died. He takes a full... In a giant metal conductive suit, he takes a full blast of this insanely high-powered electricity, mm-hmm. falls in the water... To the, and you know he gets such because everyone's worried that he died from being electrocuted because of what he just They're did. They're all like, what the They're fuck? They're all like, did you... And then he you... just like pops up and pops a flare, bro. <laughs> like... Yeah, he pops up and is fine. We get the, the other scene from the trailer where he pops the flare. He grabs... He sees... The two people he sees first is the boy that he is like stared at creepily like a fucking Catholic priest like nine times throughout <laughs> this movie. 
Um, and right behind the boy is the completely healthy mayor. He grabs the boy. I expect him to grab the mayor because the mayor's injured. Well, he reached out for the mayor, and then the boy reached out for him. Well, he re- it almost makes you think he's reaching for the mayor. I think he was just reaching for the boy. Oh, okay. But the way it's cut, you, it, it looks like he's reaching for the mayor. But then, yeah, he grabs the boy, takes the kid in one hand, has the flare in the other to lead everyone out of the water. Um, the mayor is perfectly fine as essentially the new monologue begins of justice. Vengeance is isn't justice? enough. I need to, I need to take a leaf out of Superman's book and be a symbol of hope. Yeah. And then he's like helping and they're saying that he's in the monologue saying that like the national guard will be sending people soon, but Gotham's cut off or whatever. But then there's like military personnel airlifting people out Yep. and it's like, wait, then they're already there. Right. Presumably. So, well, okay, anyway, gets all cleaned up. He's, like, helping people out. And then um, it cuts to Catwoman outside of her mother's grave. Yep, which, before that, another good place where this movie should have ended. Dude, it should have ended just, just with him in the flare. Like, I mean, even if you have, like, show the slight aftermath for a little bit of closure. Oh. But, like, when he's, when he's pulling them onto the roof and they're like, all right, they're going to come. They're going to save us. I've decided to be a symbol of hope. Cut. End of movie. But, nope, we're at Catwoman's mom's grave. And he's like, you could stay. And she's like, but you could leave. And yep, like, and then I we get leave. a Nightwing reference because she's going to go to Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do, which some people have interpreted as like, oh, will they, won't they? Like, maybe, they, maybe one of them will leave or the other one will stay. Motorcycle ride throughout, which, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the end of Fast and Furious when Paul Walker drives off. And for me, the whole time, I'm just going, they're going to go their separate ways. Just fucking, you didn't just, just have the convo, just have the convo. And again, end it there. And then do we even need to talk about the Joker part? Yes, we actually, we have to. So so I want to preface this by saying, I think to have Batman at some point, you have to have the Joker. Like it's his main villain. It's the same reason why it bothered me so much that it was not until after Iron Man died that we got the Mandarin. Like, you can't, you you need Green Goblin if you're going to do Spider-Man. You need the Mandarin if you're going to do Iron Man. You need the Joker at some point. But the key here is at some point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be in the first or even second movie. We've had it so much. Like, it can wait. I think, like, I think every Batman at some point needs to have that Joker fight. Have it be the fucking final movie. Have it be whatever the fuck you want. Or, you know, just stick with the Batman you already have and stop rebooting the Batman. Like... I think the bigger issue is that we're rebooting the Batman as many fucking times as we are the Joker. Like, just don't reboot both, honestly. But this was a very Batman Begins ending of this. So we're in Gotham, and the Riddler's there, and then he starts talking to someone who's a buddy. There was a line very distinctly, which made me laugh that people were... There were people questioning before we got the official confirmation that that was the Joker, that, oh, maybe it's not the Joker. What? Because at one point he says, you know, that's the luck in this town. One day you're on top, the next you're a clown. And I was like, that's, yeah. It would be literally like if he went like, you know, you're, like, for example, if the line was something like, yeah, your luck in this town's like the flip of a coin. One day you're on top, then flip, you're on your tails instead of your head. Then you're like, all right, that's Two-Face. fuck that would be. Right? Like, that's Two-Face. Or, you know... Life's yeah. like an iceberg and this... Shut up. It's Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was, it was was a very... Which, I didn't bother me that, like, the line was meant to give away who the character was. Like, that didn't bother me. Like, that that's classic comic book dialogue. Um, 
it's what bothered me more is that people still went, oh, it, it's got to be anyone but the Joker. Like, no, it's obviously the Joker. Who else is going to play the clown? It also, it felt very much, it actually reminded me of the Harley, the one episode that Harley Quinn was in Arrow. So it's the, there's a Suicide Squad episode. Oh. Um, there's multiple, but by the way, the Suicide Squad in the show Arrow, 10,000 times better than either movie version of really? Suicide Squad. Like, <laughs> Deadshot on that is insanely well casted. Very well done. Amanda Waller in that was phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, but there's one in one of the episodes, like they're gathering the Suicide Squad and they're walking out, and then there's a girl in one of the rooms, just like the Joker. You don't see her face, you just see her silhouette. She's got two ponytails. Mm. And it's actually Tara Strong. <gasps> I love her. And so it's Tara Strong credited as just insane, because they couldn't officially call her Harley Quinn, just because like Warner Brothers like, no, you can't officially use that for the TV show. Um, and she never appeared again, because they... We're like, no, we're going to ruin her in the movies instead, so you can't have her on this TV show at all. Um, but it, it reminded me very much of that, of, you know, that, like, hey, you know, and I'm sure even in the credits, it's like, insane Arkham person number four. Like, um, so yeah, they have that. The actor who played him is Druig in Eternals. Mm, my favorite actor in that entire movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we get that. That's the, that's the pre-credits, post-credit scene. Then there's an actual post-credit scene, which is just the end question mark in the green type speak with a reminder of the website. This is like goodbye. Yeah. It's like the end or goodbye question mark. And then it's the link, which will take you to the website, which now if you go there, it's got like the the video. It's basically got like all of Riddler's notes and shit. So it's probably just a giant website of Easter eggs of, oh, let's find as many clues for whatever, like, for the 30 villains that might be in the next movie. I'll watch a YouTube movie. video on somebody that explains who does it, that. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's the fucking movie. It it went on for so much longer I than feel, it should have. I feel like it does. Just like, talking about it, I feel like it does. Yeah. Like what, are, what are we at? Tell me where we're at. Just tell me. Three hours and 50 minutes. Really? Yep. So what time is it right now? Oh, it's midnight. <laughs> oh fuck. Um and uh God damn. I told you this is gonna be one of our shortest or one of our longest. Oh god, I was really happen. hoping for the former. I same, actually. Like just genuinely just fuck this. Like just I it, This is a movie that progressively gets worse the more I think about it because it's 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 longer it's got its moments it's 100% it's got, got its moments it's really got good moments but like it's and it's but when it comes to like the story there's just so much that didn't need to happen like mm-hmm. this is you stop thinking about this is a movie where basically just yeah you didn't need Batman in this movie at all for the entire thing to happen because joke like at the end of the movie Riddler turns himself in and then successfully blows up the dam you get the same result. You literally get the exact Just same result. Just maybe a lot more innocent people died, but still. Yeah. Even with Batman there, quite a few did. Uh-huh. Yeah. It probably ba- the body count probably balances out because without Batman, the yeah, entire the freeway scene doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is why I'm laughing. We're like, this Batman doesn't kill. I'm like, he kills about as much as Ben Affleck does and barely less than Christian Bale does. Because Christian Bale, I would say at the beginning, like the... In, with the League of Shadows, he he 100% kills a lot of people in that because he burns down the entire League of Shadows and everyone in it. Uh-huh. Like, that's not one of those, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Like, that's, I don't have to kill you. This burning building does. <laughs> right? 
Um, but this this he may not have murdered anyone, but he's got a body count. He he has a kill count in this specifically the bridge. At least one of his bullet dodges. Uh, you know, where he swings the dude around and makes the dude essentially kill another guy. Yeah, he does like, that a couple of times. Yeah. He like, the ones where like he just the... dodges the bullet, those ones, I'm like, I wouldn't even equate those to him. Like, that's that in the first just... fight with the guy with the handgun. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, when he just dodges the bullet, I'm like, you're just dodging a bullet. If there's a dude behind you, there's a, like, that's there's out of your control. I, I won't even put that as a kill count. But when you grab them and aim the gun yeah. and then make them pull the trigger, uh-huh. you're killing that person. Yeah. You are 100 like, I know you're not using the gun, but right, you're well, using the guy that's using the gun. Out of five um, magnetized chest bat knives. Two and a half. Really, you went. You went a lot lower. I'm. I'm. I'm purposely sticking to what I told you initially. That's why I said two and a half. The more we talk about it, I honestly agree with two. Like, I honestly think two is more accurate. Like, it's got some of its moments. That's why it's not a one. Uh huh. Like, but it is not the masterpiece. It's also like a fucking whole hour too long. Yeah. Like. If if you make a three hour movie, make it worth my fucking yeah, time. Like, I'm least. saying this as someone who I sat through the entire Snyder cut and felt no need to get up and pause it at any point. I sat, I at least once a year I watch all three extended Lord of the Rings, in one day. Like I just sit like that's my birthday gift to myself. I just watch the trilogy, the extended edition. That's about twelve hours of video footage. Um, and no problem. I don't feel it. I don't have like at no point. I'm like oh my god. I'm about to vote. But, like, literally, today I was thinking about this morning. I was thinking about rewatching this as, like, a refresher. And all I could think of was, like, I don't know. That's three hours. I do not want to give up from this day. I do not. Oh, no. Just no. And that's the base. I think this movie is worth watching once. I have said, like, a lot of people, like, that's their question. It's like, oh, should I watch this one? I think. Yeah, wait for it to come to HBO Max. Like, there's very few movies out there that I will say just don't watch. <laughs> Eternals. Um, never fucking like just like that's another three like this this didn't quite feel like Eternals did as far as like this is definitely a three hour movie that needs to stop but like like this felt slow and dragged but in a different way like Eternals was just like this is just terrible when is it over this movie just felt like you didn't need three villains Mm -hmm. like Again, another thing that this movie's being praised for that other movies get shit on for doing. This had way too many villains in it. You didn't need Catwoman and Penguin and Falcone and Riddler. Fucking four, like three and a half villains. I'll count Catwoman as half a villain instead of an actual villain. Yeah, and this one more of the anti-hero. But like, you just, you didn't need all of that in this one movie. Like, take out Catwoman. And maybe the Penguin. Or not... I could see key, I could see an argument for the penguin, but like, fucking honestly, take out Riddler. Have not have it be Batman finds an initial clue and that sends him down the rabbit hole of corruption. Instead of essentially going, for some reason, Bruce Wayne has been Batman for two years and didn't figure out this entire fucking time that ninety percent of the people in charge are massively corrupt, <laughs> all part of the same singular organization. And I don't care that's only been two years. Like, again. Because this is literally... This movie just combines the plot of The Dark Knight and Batman Begins into one movie. That's basically what this did. 
Like, the Riddler is the Joker side of things, and then the whole, look, the Falcon, like, the crime families are running Gotham is the Batman Begins side of things. Mm-hmm. And then literally ending with the foreshadowing that the Joker is the next villain. And what makes it even worse is Matt Reeves has even said he's not sure who the next villain's going to be. They're, they're, like, they're working on the script for the next movie, but, like, it may or may not be the Joker. Meaning that this could be a setup for a character that literally doesn't even make it in the next film. What's the point then? Of exactly. It's it's kind of like how in Spider-Man Homecoming, the post credit scene is that fucking Vulture meets up with Scorpion in prison. That has gone nowhere now, like, never four will. movies later, and probably never will. Never will. And if it does, it's going to be in Morbius. Because we know Vulture's in that movie, but we don't know if it's the same one or not. Yeah, like what? That's the only thing that has me curious about that film, is to find Who out... Who the fuck are you, man? Like, what that is. What if he's like, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's worth a singular watch. I think if you... I would say because of how visually good looking it is, like, see it in theaters, but go to like a matinee or a discount Tuesday. Like, don't don't Do pay full price. you have a good TV at home, wait for it to come to streaming. Fair. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm definitely on the side of things that like some movies are worth your first viewing in the theater experience, no matter how good your home theater is. I think that bridge is definitely getting closer and closer. I think with the length of this movie and how much you're going to feel it, yes. I would want to be somewhere more comfortable. I agree with that. So get, if you only see this in theaters, if it's like a matinee or early, like an early bird, like a discounted showing in a very comfortable theater. Like, I was in a Cinemark that has, like, some of the most comfy chairs I've been to, in. And I went I to was, Regal. I was not upset about that. Yeah, I was mad um, relaxing. But, uh... Got some pretzels. Yeah, it, it's just... Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, it... And that's the thing. It's funny because the, the diplomatic answer I gave people before I would hear what they thought about it. Because like, I will know... I will now no longer give my number rating to someone. Like, outside of, like, this, obviously. Um... Unless they have seen it and already have an opinion of it. Because I have found that even just giving someone like a, on a scale of one to five, that I have made people either hate a movie more than they would have or like it more than they would have. Because the problem is like my two out of five or your two out of five could be very different than somebody else's. Could be like someone's four. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Well, I mean, it just like, like for me, if I see like, for example, if I see like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't, one, I, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes anyway, but in general, like if I take a 7 out of 10 or even a 6 out of 10 from someone who I trust, I'd still want to see that movie. But for some people, anything below an 8 out of 10 is an immediate, like, it's oh, basically no. like there's 10, there's 9, and everything lower than that is a trash movie. Whereas we try, I know like you and I, we try to rate with like purpose. Like a 5 out of 5 is going to be a, this was, like our highest rated movie isn't a 5 out of 5. No, I think it's like a... It was like a four and a half or something. Because, like, we're only going to give that to something we would consider perfect. Pretty sure it's a Reacher and Free Guy that share that rating. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we're reserving a five out of five for, like, a this is essentially a perfectly made film. Like, I would, for me, one of the only movies I would give that to would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Dude, I would give the first 20 minutes of this movie, like, maybe a four and a half. I would. I would agree with that. Like, right up until Batman shows up, I would give that movie yeah, like, yeah, like a four and a half. That nearly, right up to that point. nearly perfect cinema. It was beautiful to experience that. Um, and so, but, yeah, this... 
I, I think it's still worth watching once, you know, form your own opinion, but this is not the masterpiece that it's being touted as. This is huh. not the epitome of Batman on film. This is, it's, it's just not. It's not. Um, but yeah, hey, thank you all for being here with us. Anyone who powered through to the end, like, live. Yeah, dude, you guys are doing better than I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe it's funny. I mean, the only reason I'm not as tired as you is because I'm usually up for another two hours working anyway. Um, Dad, I gotta get up at 6.30 tomorrow Yeah, we're gonna end this right here um, I love you Thank you all so much for coming uh, As always, like, subscribe Comment Hit that um, All of our links are gonna be in the description below Wherever you're hearing this So that'll have We're also on Reddit now I've opened up I opened up the Reddit page Oh, tight I'm like, maybe we can kind of grow a little bit Through like Reddit podcasts Like share your podcasts on Reddit pages and shit Sure So that has one post right now Which is our last episode Hey um, but yeah, so all of our links in the descriptions, wherever you're listening to us. I also added us to uh, Google podcasts. I didn't know that was the thing until recently. What? Yeah. Oh, cool. So we're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. Reddit. Um, yeah. Thank you all so much. We love every one of you who are here in any way, shape or form. Um, I have... like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i don't even like you i hate you i hate oh, all of you I fucking hate you so hate much you. Oh. um yeah you know what you guys have an awesome week we will we'll try to be here next week i have no idea what we're doing next yeah we'll have to figure we'll that out we'll have to hardcore have to figure out what what comes out this weekend if i have to binge watch peacemaker it'll be something though um and we've got some, like, we're going to finalize and iron this out, but we've got some, like, possible changes to, like, when we do our intermittent Star Wars reviews and shit. Uh, we'll let you guys know when we've solidified those details. But, uh, yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. I don't We need to, like, come up with a good way to, like, actually end this. Um, like, with, like, catchphrases or something. Um, but in the meantime. I'm just going to, I'm just going to invert beatbox. Pop up, no. <laughs> beautiful. Just just beautiful. All right, bye. Bye.